Now podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Angel. And this episode is called Follow the Runbow, as we'll be, appropriately enough, talking about Runbow at the tail end of the show with our full impressions of the game and its craziness and its color and whatnot. But uh, these past few weeks, I feel like, I think we've seen a lot of news from Nintendo. Not necessarily like big projects or games, but details on what the rest of 2015 is going to look like for us here in the States. And Courtesy of a bunch of pictures. Yeah, a bunch of pictures and like panels at PAX. And press releases, and no, like, it used to be these would be, like, in a central Nintendo Direct, kind of, I feel like. But this time it's just kind of scattered. So we're going to talk about Nintendo's full fall lineup, and a lot of the weird choices they're making in it. We're going to talk about uh, the Shovel Knight Amiibo, that was a surprise announcement, but rumored. Uh, Some third-party news, like what you're excited for, I'm sure, Ace Attorney 6. And uh, we also, like I said, Runbow Impressions, and at the end of the show, our final summer giveaway series winner, the winner of the NES Amiibo, will be announced, so stay tuned for that. Or cheat and jump to the end. But why, why would you do that? You should listen to the whole thing. But yeah, uh, there's timestamps around town.com for this episode so you can find what you're listening to. But let's just start with an announcement that a lot of people were happy to hear about. And it's coming in a couple weeks, the final product. And that is that we're getting the smaller new Nintendo 3DS. Finally. So, uh... Well, I would have wanted, but... I don't know, yeah. after also getting an Excel and after... Even, um, August, I remember he definitely wanted the, the regular new 3ds mm-hmm. but after he got his new 3ds xl he definitely like i don't know like once, once you go like, yeah. once you go big yeah it just seems inferior yeah but it's interesting because like how nintendo's doing it is they're I'm not just about the faceplate changing but yeah the, the cover plates are a bit of a bummer but it, what's weird is like so they are bringing it to the states but they're doing it in this like kind of backward limited way where it's only going to be available in the animal crossing happy home designer bundle which comes out with the game on the 25th of this month so what you're going to get is you get the system in white which looks quite nice. I like the white one. You get a digital copy of the game. You get two Animal Crossing themed cover plates. No regular cover plates. You either have Isabel's giant face staring at people as they watch you play, or you have like a cross stitch pattern. And that's it. And uh, oh, and an amiibo card. But that's it. You you don't get. There's no normal looking new mini new 3DS coming here. You only get the super bright and yeah. colorful so i mean if that's what you want that's great but that's <laughs> great for animal crossing fans not so but great for, for anyone else really who wants it yeah crossing. exactly and it's 20 dollars more it's gonna retail for 220 so it's 20 dollars more than if you just get a plain old xl without cover plates um really yeah uh-huh. but i mean the argument is it comes with the game it comes with the cover oh plates. okay i think i forget that because but, there isn't but a okay but let's say you take out the game that's 40 bucks you're at 180 180 versus 200 seems, considering the size difference. Yeah, no seems, matter what it's like, right? yeah, it's yeah, just, a little... Just, just cut the XL at that point. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, we should have known this was going to happen eventually, because back at E3, Reggie, I don't know if you remember, but Reggie was saying to Kotaku, they're like, hey, what's going on with the small 3DS? And he's like, oh, um, we hear the fans, and we may have a few special SKUs they should keep an eye out for, a SKU being the actual product bundle. So, it happened. Here we are. It's now here. But, uh... I don't know. Like, I mean, it is kind of like you said. It's it's cool if you're an Animal Crossing fan, but if you're not, where you do? And I get the feeling. I mean, I like Animal Crossing, but me I, too. But I wouldn't want to buy an Animal Crossing theme. I don't need Isabel staring people. Like, imagine me on an airplane, just like as a 26 year old adult, just sitting on an airplane with a giant cartoon puppy on a four inch like slab well, in front I mean, of my face. Nothing wrong it's with nothing that, wrong with that like per that. se, but, but I just feel like it's very like. I, well, I mean, I unless mean, you're super into it, it just yeah. Like, I mean, the thing about yeah. just like. Specialized 3DSs or special edition ones, it's like you have to really like that property mm-hmm. really, to make it worth getting. Yeah. And not many people even like a property that much to get a specialized one. Like, I feel like, yeah, the U of all people that uh, just like so many brands, like, you just, I mean, you've never gotten a specialized one, have you? No. 
Yeah, exactly. Like the only one which is intentional. I like having the traditional, like the traditional looking one. And on mine, like I've always wanted one. Yeah. And and I felt like, oh, I could have gotten the Pokemon X and Y 3DS XL one a long time ago, but never enough to like fully commit to. Like, oh, I can only really do like if it was like Smash Brothers or which you did. Which I did. <laughs> but in, in the case... No, I should clarify. In the case of my combat, like, having the dog in on Forge... Like, if you're a super hardcore fan, someone's like, what is that? You're like, oh, it's Animal Crossing. It's great. Like, you've got to be really excited to share it. If you're someone that's buying, like, I like Animal Crossing, but I just want the system, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, it's it's Animal Crossing. Like, it's just not the same. You know, you need that yeah. extra enthusiasm. Well, I mean, if it was an XL, that would definitely hurt more. But because it's a regular, I guess you could hope for face plates or just import Yeah, or on, import cover which plates. Which is really, really cool because it's like, oh, okay, I'll deal with the with the Animal Crossing ones for now. And yeah, I'll and then get, get me my other Smash Wood carved ones, boo or, or whatever. Bajillion Animal Monster Hunter ones that there are. Like, yeah, and there's another yeah, one there's coming so out. Many. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but what's interesting is like, that might be what people have to do because I seriously think going into speculation mode here, I'm pretty sure Nintendo is never gonna release the normal size new 3DS outside of these sort of bundles ever. There is zero reason to do it because if you think about it, like this isn't a handheld, the, the smaller 3DS that Nintendo just felt won't generate enough sales. They didn't think it'd be in, have enough interest, so they didn't even bring it here. Then fans go, well. We want it, and then they hear the outcry, and they're like, okay, so we have a somewhat of an audience we can carry this to. Why don't we leverage that? Like, why not milk that a bit? So instead of just releasing the system, they could take a franchise like Animal Crossing. They can, uh, you know, they can sell the game with the system. People that want the system really badly will now buy a game they may not have bought otherwise. And in the case of Animal Crossing, that's such a, like, social media-heavy game. Like, people share all sorts of stuff. They're going to share all their creations. Yeah. They're basically building a secondary marketing plan for the game. Because you got all these people... Who maybe aren't huge Animal Crossing fans, like, yeah, I want the new 3DS, I'll play the game that's on there. Oh, this is cool, I'm going to take a photo of my house that I built and show it on social media, and then boom, they generate their own word of mouth off the fans that just wanted the smaller 3DS, but now are playing Animal Crossing because yeah. they can only I mean, get not it. only that, but, like, I mean, the fact that it has, like, NFC chips, like, built in. Yeah. Like, just makes it for, easier for people to transition to that one. Yeah. I mean, they could get an XL, but I mean, if they're... Well, the XL has an NFC chip, too. No, 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 it does. I mean, like, for people that just have a regular 3DS. Oh, yeah, Because they, yeah. they could either get the adapter... Or like they could 20 be, bucks, yeah. yeah. Or they could be like, well, I really like Animal Crossing, and this one already has everything in it, so... Yeah, but it's almost like, I feel like these are doing the bundles this way, A, boosts the game sales, because people that went by the game are now buying it, because, you know, they want the NFC chip, they want the whatever, they like Animal Crossing enough to maybe they want cave. The cards? Is it they, cards? It comes with a card, a visible. Oh. But, uh, you know, so it helps that, and it also, like, evangelicalizes them as, like, word-of-mouth spreaders just by having it, so... It works both ways, but I, part of the reason I think they're probably not going to do it besides, you know, the logic I gave, is that in an interview, with, or VentureBeat asked Nintendo, hey, so is there going to be a standalone 3DS? And of course they didn't say, like, oh, there sure is, just sit tight. They said um, nothing to announce. But that I don't think that necessarily... That I don't think, I, you know, if they were going to do it, they might say something like, stay tuned, but there's like we have, there's literally nothing to announce. And that kind of backs Reggie saying, oh, we might do some special SKUs during E3, said that. So mm-hmm. between the two, I think if you want this thing, anyone out there are going to either get, like, a... Animal Crossing bundle, or maybe they'll do something in November with Pokemon. Zelda, they're not doing. I guarantee they're not doing anything with Triforce Heroes, because that was the other big hardware announcement they made at GameStop Expo when they announced this, is that um, they're making another gold 3D new 3DS XL that is Zelda limited edition. This yeah. time... My reaction was, really, another Zelda one? That was my reaction, too, There's which like is so weird, because normally... Now, like, I know. There was it. one for A Link Between Worlds, there was a Majora's Mask one, there was the Ocarina of Time <laughs> one, and now we have this one, right? So that makes, like, four Zelda Yeah, they've had two in one year. Wow. In February, they did Majora's Mask. 
Now we're going to be, it's going to come out in October on the 30th, seven days after the after Triforce Heroes, and it's going to be a Hyrule, like, Family Crest, you know, the, the yeah. Triforce with the wings. So between the two, it's just like, how many, how many times are you going to sell the same Zelda? Like, it loses, I know it's limited, it is limited, it's sold out on GameStop's website in under a day. I mean, I guess, like, there are but, a ton of Zelda fans. And there are a ton of Zelda fans, but it's just like, you and, have other franchises, Nintendo. Yeah, not only that, and I, and I guess, like, of all the systems right now, like, Zelda's starting to feel more like a portable franchise than anything, just because... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, like, what would consoles get, like, in the last five years? Is it Wind Waker? Wind Waker HD and Skyward Sword. When, was, when did Skyward Sword come out? 2011. Wow. Four years ago. I think. Okay. Yeah, 2011. But, yeah, you're right, though, because we've had two, three, four <laughs> releases on the 3DS for Zelda. We've had more Zelda consoles come out than new Zelda games. There, there's someone had a funny tweet online where it's like, "There's more variants of the new 3DS and XL, like the you know the small, the big, the limited edition, than there are games that require you to have a new 3DS or 3DS XL." Yeah. Like there's like seven 3DSs out there now, but um, but I mean it's cool for Zelda fans. Don't get me wrong, and the design is nice. It's just kind of like yeah, like if I were to get I, one, I'd probably tired. get that one over, over the Majora's. Majora's. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I feel like like they had potential to do something different, and there's like, let's just slap some gold on it again. Because it's, again, the two-tone gold-black. Yeah. Like, it's very, very similar. Give us a, an orange Bowser 3DS. Well, hey, they're doing that. Um, not a 3DS, but GameStop is exclusively getting the rest of the character Wii remotes. Character-themed Wii remotes. Yeah, it's all that. Yeah, but so, for those who don't know, um, the Wii Remote Plus will come in a Toad and Bowser color scheme alongside Mario Maker next week. And then in October, alongside Yoshi's Woolly World, they're going to release a Yoshi-themed one. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. But it's like the Mario Luigi Peach ones for anyone who wants to collect the whole set. Are you at the Bowser one? I mean, as a Bowser know. fanboy... I mean, I want to, but I feel like I would have gotten it already a long time ago. But it wasn't available a long time ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not in the it, U.S. Well, I know, yeah. I would have imported it a long time ago. You would have imported a, a controller. Yeah. All right. That's that's reasonable, I guess. I mean, like, I love like, collecting Bowser stuff, but I feel like... Well, part of the reason was I already have four Wiimotes with Wii Motion Plus on them. Yeah. How many Wiimotes do you have total, including the ones you need to plug in the, the Motion Plus accessories? I had eight at one point. Because The I, system only supports four. Well, no, because I, only, I had four yeah. original ones. Yeah. And then once Wii Motion Plus came out, I phased those out. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, put them away in storage and I even gave some away. Right, So right. maybe I have six right now. So you're the type of person but that I never, wants to then buy but I never all these use customs. Yeah, so like, unless I could figure out a way to get rid of them, like maybe I'll ask a friend, like, oh, do you want to get them the Wii Motion Plus? I would replace that with the Bowser one. But then right. if I start doing that, then I'm like, well, I might as well just make the rest of them Nintendo characters. So I'll probably get the Yoshi one, maybe the Mario one, and... Luigi. Or would you do Peach or Toad? Uh, it'd probably be Peach or Luigi. Maybe Peach or Variety. You know, Toad's is weird. Did you see the photo where they're all holding the Wii remotes? Like, you see Bowser's hand, you see Toad's hand. Toad's hand is like a human hand with a really long wrist. It's really creepy. Because <laughs> you never see Toad's hand from, like, a first-person perspective, like, ever. And then it's like, you know, here's Bowser with his claw holding his orange remote, and then here's freakishly stretchy human arm holding his... Because, you know, when you picture Toad, he has really tiny arms. But in reality, I guess he is yeah. Mr. Fantastic in disguise. But no, I mean, I may end up caving and getting it, but I would have to get rid of a Wii remote first. Mm. I don't think I'm going to get any of them. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this when you're listing off all the Wiimotes you own. I only own two normal Wii remotes with Motion Plus accessories. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, no, that's a lie. I also have the Skyward Sword Motion Plus, so I have three. Well, because I guess like you meant that... um, You're the they're, they're, multiplayer house. Yeah like, yeah, like usually like I'm the one that's like hosting like... We have like eight player smashes like on... Sem- well, I wouldn't say it's semi-regular. Uh, there was a point where we would have a lot of people Like playing. every week. 
Yeah, so... And now, now we're trying to do nine-player run battles, but that's a little trickier to... Oh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's why I have, like, have the two Wiimote... No, we Controller Pro use, and we also have Classic Controller Pro that people need on. We have the, game yeah. pad, they have the GameCube controllers. So, it's a lot uh, of controllers. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo I, loves selling plastic. We've talked about this before. I mean, I mean look at Amiibo. They love selling I mean, I like to have, like, a full set minimum of something. Yeah. Just because... Just, I don't know, for guests. But... No, like right I now, don't have guests at my house. Like I got the PS4. To work, like I just got the. I don't have a PS4, but I got myself the Magma Red one, just because I bought myself a PS4 game since my brother had the PS4. So you indirectly have a PS4 because it's in the same room. Like, I mean, right now it's not at this moment, but oh, yeah. normally it is. Yeah, like we played Revelations 2, which should have been on Wii U or 3DS. 3DS. Anyway. That's Resident Evil for those who aren't up on their subtitle only Resident names. Evil Revelations <laughs> 2. Yeah. yeah. How was that compared to the original? It was nothing like the original. I mean, the huh. original was just like a single player... Like old school Resident Evil, almost. Yeah, it was like a modern old school one. Because mm-hmm. like, it still had like the... The controls were more clunky than... I would say Resident Evil 6 or 5. Because those yeah. were more little action-y. Yeah. This one was just way more restrictive and it was more... This one was like... like every... Yeah. Or it was like, like a 2 or 1. Um, it was more like, I guess, like 1 and 2 and 3. No, no, I mean Revelations 2 or 1. Oh, Revelations right? 1 was more like... Oh, yeah, yeah. One. It was like that, but with Resident Evil 4's like shooting mechanic. Kinda. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, 5 and 6 just got, like, really action-y. I, I still really like 5 and 6. And yeah. Depending through the but they were, like, co-op things. They were, like, co-op games. Right. Which is why we like them, too. And Revelations 2 is a completely co-op game through and through. But so they trying, not really what Revelations was about. So were they trying to bridge the gap between Revelations and 5 and 6, Yeah, basically? I mean, I guess in a way it was kind of cool because it did, like, handle, like, Revelations 1, sort of. Uh-huh. But it was co-op. And I guess... Well, it had an interesting thing where, like, oh, one character controlled essentially a red traditional character that fired a gun, and the other character controlled someone that had to indirectly fight or didn't really fight. They had a flashlight or they just pointed at the enemy. Uh, <laughs> what a great gameplay mechanic. Point your finger yeah, that does nothing. I mean, I mean they tried to, to make it work sometimes. Like, right. Like, um, they would fight enemies that you couldn't see their weakness whatsoever on the other person's perspective, and mm-hmm. only the little girl could see it, so you have to point at the weakness so they could know where to hit. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Or sometimes you would have a bunch of invisible enemies, right. so I would have to point at it, and then she'd say, like, oh, a little higher, like, if I'm actually yeah, playing yeah, correctly. Yeah. And then show you all that want to shoot, so they don't want to shoot. You know, describe everything you're describing makes it pretty clear why it didn't come to 3DS. Well, for a co-op game. I mean, you could play it on two separate maybe on Wii U. Next to, yeah, it could on Wii U. I mean, especially with the off-screen... Yeah, it would have been perfect for yeah. the, uh, the asynchronous stuff. And yeah. also, the fact that the original is on Wii U as well. The, the fact that like, Revelations as a franchise... Well, as, was a, a, as a series thing. started on Nintendo, did best on Nintendo, and now it's like... But I mean, Capcom... I like really missed out on... I was actually going to get Revelations 1 on the Wii U again for... Because Capcom was having a sale. And yeah, it was only like last like, week, right? Yeah, and it was like seven bucks. And I'm like, whoa, that is totally worth it to play it in HD. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love that game. So, did you do it? I forgot to. I guess you're not that big of a fan after all. <laughs> I know. But, but I mean, I, I played that game, like, multiple... I beat, that's, like, the only game... The only Resident Evil game I've ever, really like, replayed, like, multiple, multiple times. Just to, like... Just, sometimes just for fun or just to collect things. To right. Play, like, I imagine it didn't come back to Wii U because no one's supporting Wii U outside of Indies at this point. Not even Capcom. Yeah. But, but yeah. But, you know, who is supporting Wii U... Is Nintendo because it's Cause their it's system. Uh, so that kind of brings us, I guess, to the game lineup for 2015. Because talk about hardware. So um, you notice that smooth transition. It was like, no. like perfectly smooth. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Nintendo finally fully or well, mostly fully fleshed out what's happening for us fans in 2015 in terms of what we can play. So I guess we'll just kind of like for a little bit of the show, just kind of run through what we can expect from Nintendo, as well as like some of the weird choices they made and some dumb. Amiibo decisions. 
So dumb, I had to say dumb, dumbly. Some really dumb amiibo decisions. So we'll start September, because that's this month. We'll get to it. Hold your, hold your horses. Yeah, I was going to say more like stupid and annoying. Well, that dumb and stupid it can be synonymous. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Because first, well, what I want to say... Don't feel too thoughtful. What I want to say is going to feed into what you're thinking. I know it. So so how's that for cryptic listeners? All right, so first. First part of game is coming out in September. To, uh, here's what Nintendo said. Shouldn't be a surprise. we got Mario Maker next week. That's great. And we have uh, Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer with... The cards with the 3DS bundle with the NFC reader adapter for you old 3DS owners. All that's coming to 25th. But uh, Animal Crossing isn't the only game that's getting a bundle. It turns out Mario Maker now is also getting a bundle for Wii U. Of course. Exclusively at Walmart. Much like they did Splatoon exclusively at Best Buy. They're now passing around the exclusives. Um, It comes with the game. It comes with the booklet. It comes with, kind of strangely, the 30th anniversary modern color Mario Amiibo. Now, here's my bone I'm going to pick, which is going to feed into the, your, the bone you're probably going to pick. And that is, just to be clear, the amiibo we're talking about, this is the bone I'm going to pick, is the modern color one. This is not the one that's launching alongside Mario Maker that you can buy on your own. It's not the one I randomly, somehow, at one fifteen in the morning on Thursday, got on Groupon. I, I just locked out. I got that and Olimar and Groupon. No problem. They sold out in two minutes. I got. I just like, oh, I just bought it. I was like, cool, Groupon's giving me amiibo, I guess. But anyway, it's when not... Where did you get them at Target? They were available for a long time. Uh, not when I was awake. Oh. <laughs> they were available at 7 a.m., but then they sold out of Olimar and Mario by 8, which is when I woke up. Dr. He... Mario? Right. I don't want Dr. Mario. Well, I, want... I, I want Dr. Oh, Mario. Mario. Mm-hmm. It was there, but I'm going to wait for Best Buy to put them up. See, I wanted to do that, but I don't know like when that's going to happen, and I, I'm like, whatever, it's no. fine. But anyway, point being, the, the one they're bundling with the hardware is not the classic color Mario in brown and red, which is the one you can buy separately. It's the modern color Mario, the alternate one that we don't know how they're releasing. We now know, the red and blue, we now know it's exclusively in a hardware bundle, which may be the single stupidest thing Nintendo has done with Amiibo yet, because, like, that's it. Well, actually, let me backtrack. They're They're launching it, they're launching it exclusively in the bundle. One day, it's probably going to be available somewhere else. But right now, it's, quote, at launch exclusive. So we don't know exactly when it's going to be sold independently here in the U.S. In Canada, Walmart's already listing it as an individual item you can buy, also exclusive to their store, like the bundle. In the U.S., they're not saying a thing. But my, my issue of why it's so stupid is, A, the majority of your fans already that are buying Amiibo probably already own Wii U's. Which means that, let's say, even if it's exclusive just for like a month, people that want to ensure they can get one either have to go on eBay... And try to find one from someone who bought the system and is giving away the Amiibo, Amiibo, which who knows who's going to do that. Or B, have to do the stupid thing of, I'm going to buy a second Wii U. Or C, go buy the Wii U, pull out the Amiibo, rebox the Wii U, take it back to Walmart and hope some dumb employee doesn't notice that they just ripped them off by stealing the Amiibo away. Which I have seen people online say they want to do. So it's just like, none of those options are really viable, none of those make sense, and I don't understand why this is even a point of confusion. Why is Nintendo letting this happen? Why do they have to say, oh yeah, if you want this, you have to spend $300 for now, maybe, we'll see, we're not going to tell you. Like, why can't they just put the... the regular... Yeah, either put the regular... Or just have a... I mean, there's no reason why it can't be part of a bundle, but... Yeah, just just, sell it separately, on the same day. Because, I mean, it's it's something cool to bundle with, it's like, oh, you get the 8-bit Mario amiibo, I mean, that makes perfect sense with Mario Maker. Yeah, it's, like, this whole thing, to me, is just another example of one step forward, two step back, where it's like, hey, Nintendo finally figured out Amiibo supply and demand to some extent. You know, the three-pack at GameStop, the retro one's doing, you know, that went as smoothly as possible. 
But then, like, Nintendo turns around and is, like, bizarrely just like, hey, guys, you want this Mario Amiibo that we told you is going to be uh, hard to get? Well, we hope you're willing to spend 300 bucks, because that's what you got to do. It's just like, why, for now at least, why would you do that? It's, I mean, the only thing I can think of is there, it's a real, this is a super jaded view. Maybe they're trying to recover Wii sales a bit. Maybe like, well, I want to like some Amiibo probably has a Wii, or at least like 80%. Maybe we could get them to double dip if we put a special Amiibo inside. Maybe they'll buy two Wii's. Like, it's, I doubt that's what they're doing. It's like a total Hail Mary pass sort of move. But it's just like, why Why would they do that? It's, they're literally making their fans have to decide between going on eBay and spending a hard time getting it that way or putting down $300 for a piece of plastic. It's dumb. And, I mean, I, I guess we should have seen it coming, though. Because, like, this is your bone you want to pick. Um... One of the biggest third-party releases for Nintendo platforms in September, outside Nintendo games, is Sky is Skylanders uh, Superchargers, and it too is doing a "give us all your money" approach to its unique Amiibo Skylander hybrid toys for Donkey Kong and Bowser. So, um, I did the math, I ran through it. If you want, because Jose, you're, well, first you for once are actually interested in Skylanders because of this, right? Like, give your side story, and then I'll do the math and tell people what. What they have to do to get all four of these figurines. I mean, I was interested in the game Bowser and Donkey Kong present Skylanders Superchargers. <laughs> the, um, the the special, special Because, like, all of a sudden I were just going to run through the game only as Bowser and Donkey Kong and never play as any of the characters. Cause, yes. Um, but, it, I mean, the game looks fun enough, but, I mean, put getting Bowser and Donkey Kong in there was definitely enough to make it look like, yeah, Especially we'll in their, like, weird Super Mario Strikers style. Yeah, and, and, and those Amiibo look cool. And, like... Well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, we were excited, and I'm like, okay, um, I don't see them listed separately on Amazon, but I do see that the Wii one comes with Donkey Kong. All right, that's fine. I mean, we're going to get that one anyway, and I guess some other Skylander that comes with the yep. bundle. But, I mean, I guess all right, with, Don with Bowser, I keep looking for him, but I only see the 3DS bundle, so I'm like, okay, I'm sure they'll list them eventually. Well, here's how it breaks down. So, in July, we somehow missed this in July, but in July, Activision confirmed this is what they're doing, and this is all they're doing, so I'm going to run it down. If you want... Uh, Bowser and Donkey Kong. So, Hammerslam Bowser and Turbocharged Donkey Kong. And if you want their dark versions, because you're completist, because, you know, they have the dark editions now, where they're kind of, like, blue oh, and black. Yeah. If you want all four, here's what you gotta do. Let's say you want Donkey Kong. Great. Buy the $75 Wii U starter pack. That's fine. It comes with the you game. You four portals. Whole, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. It comes with a game, it comes with a portal, it comes with a poster, it comes with a secondary Skylander character, and, of course, it comes with DK and his vehicle. $75. Now, if you want the dark edition of Donkey Kong, well... That version is $100. So, at that point, you get your Dark Donkey Kong, but you also get a second portal, a second poster, a second secondary character, a second game disc, and a second vehicle, although in the Dark style. So, okay. Now you have two. This is just on Wii I think they don't realize people may want... Yeah, it gets better. Do you want Hammer... Uh, do you want Hammer Slam Bowser with his Clown Cruiser? I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Let me tell you how that works. So, if you want that, you have to buy the 3DS or Wii Skylander Supercharged Racing. Superchargers Racing, which is a weird semi-spin-off that's more racing-oriented and a little more Mario Kart-esque than the real game. So at least when you're buying your third starter kit, you're getting two games at this point. Yeah, at least, at least on my end, it kind of sounds like I'm getting two different games, but I'm, I'm still getting one game I didn't want. Yeah, but, but okay, so let's say you do that, right? So you're going to get, um, if you get the 3DS version, it's $65. The Wii version, not Wii U, Wii, is $75, just like the Wii U. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you just want one Bowser and one Donkey Kong, you now have two portals... Uh, two posters, two secondary characters, two games. Although they're different games, granted. Sort of. 
but if you want all four, like if you want the Dark Edition Bowser and you have a set of four here, you are looking at another $65 Wii Starter Pack, because the Dark Edition's only in the Wii Starter Pack, oh, yeah, not the 3DS. Yeah. So, in other words, if you want you all these Amiibo, because, like, but that's right? The Wii's old. So if you want all the Amiibo... Well, actually, I guess it's backwards compatible with the Wii U, but still. That's true. That's true, but yeah. But if you want all the Amiibo, okay. right? So yeah, still, though, it's like, like, oh, I want the Dark Bowser... Like, if, like, let's say a kid only wants the Dark Bowser one. Like, they actually, like, only want that one. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm okay with just that one. And then they're like, oh, hey, Timmy, why does your game not look as good as Why your... is yours HD and mine's all, like, pixely? Yeah, yeah, like, why does it look better than mine? It's like, yeah, oh, well, it's... Johnny, it's because I got the Wii U version. Mine has Donkey Kong. Oh, it's bizarre. Oh, Dark Bowser has the bad graphics. Yeah, you, in total, if you want all the stuff, you will end up... If you want the four figurines, like, if you want the complete set of Amiibo Skylander crossovers, you are looking at spending... $380, and walking away with uh, four posters. Yes. Jeez. And walking away with... And walking away with four posters. Yeah, games. You also get that's four posters. You, you also get four posters, four portals, four secondary characters, and two copies of the same game. <laughs> like, two separate sets of two different games. If I did all that math right just now. So, I hope you want to spend more... I hope you want to buy a PS4's worth of multiple portals just to get your Amiibo. That's what you have to do. It's insane. Wait, so how much is it for the two that I want? Uh, 75 plus 65. Well, do you want standard or dark? Standard? Why would I want dark? I don't know. Maybe you're a dark person. I don't know. Uh, 75 plus 65, so whatever. So 80 plus 70, 150. You're okay, like 140. I was expecting to already have the math done. I didn't do that part. I did all the other math. I mean, because that's... Like 140. You know, no big deal. 140. Just buy a 3DS... At that point, or you can get double portals. <sighs> it's so dumb, and like, so I, I should really, so I should really only be spending less than eighty bucks to get one. No, 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 no. To get like, I should be like, oh to get, yeah, yeah. To get, I should because I mean, no, you should spend seventy five on the thing, and then twelve or thirteen bucks more on the separate figure. Yeah, you should I mean, look at eighty five dollars. Yeah, because I mean, not. I do need a portal and whatever. Even though I feel like you don't need one, you apparently need. Four. I, mean, I mean, like, why can't I just use the <laughs> Wii U gamepad? But whatever. Or I guess I have to be on it the whole time, which I guess is why you can't. Yeah, they sit on it. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. You really don't need the portal because the Wii U gamepad has the NFC thing. So you're actually going to have five NFC reading devices <laughs> if you paid $400 to get. It's uh, so... I take back what I said about the Wii U bundle being stupid. Like, like, this is stupid. And, and then, like, the fact that... I mean, like, the Amiibo themselves are awesome, like, just because, like, they show the director, you could rotate them to go to Amiibo mode yep. or Skylander mode. Yep. And obviously, like, some people will be like, oh... I want that Bowser to be my Smash Bros. Bowser, Mario Party Bowser, because I don't have any interest. Because I spent four hundred dollars to get the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like, they just don't want Skylanders at all, and then yeah. I guess Activision's like, oh, no one else would want these two. You know what Activision? You know what Activision? Skylanders at all. <laughs> you know what Activision's claim is as to why There's they're no doing this. No such thing as a Bowser fan. This is what Activision said in July when they first announced this. Oh. I can't believe we're so late with this, but this is what they said in July. They don't want people to buy the Amiibo thinking they'll work in PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. So to because they can't put a warning label on the back of the box, they can't obvi- put like because a, they can't say for Nintendo platforms only. You now have to spend four hundred dollars. That was literally their argument. We don't want people to get confused. We don't want people to think it works on non Nintendo systems. I mean, just put a wait, thing wait, on wait, the wait, top. Wait, they're literally not allowed to like put like Nintendo exclusives or something. I don't know. They can put whatever they want on the box. They just chose to do starter packs only as an excuse for, or that's the excuse for why they're making you pay four hundred dollars. They're like, well. We don't want little Timmy's mom to show up at Walmart and be like, for Wii U, well, I mean, he talks about PlayStation, but I'm sure they're the same thing. Like, 
that that's the wow she's just being very stubborn yeah very very <laughs> ignorant I clearly said the name of two different consoles very ignorant but I want this one to work mom. anyway yeah extremely extremely ignorant um yeah she's just a horrible person that Timmy's mom <laughs> but no uh, my point is like that's that's their argument do the vehicles all, oh, I guess the, the vehicles, vehicles come with the star kit no 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 I was gonna say do the vehicles work with the other consoles but then I guess they shouldn't because Diddy no. is part of one yeah they won't they won't and they're Ninten they're modeled after Nintendo the clown the clown cruiser has Bowser's clown face oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Donkey Kong it's barrels right, look like barrels. <laughs> yeah, uh, but patented. Yeah, exactly, patented barrels. But, uh, yeah, this whole thing's so incredibly dumb. I really, 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 really hope that Nintendo does not go down this road with the ultra-expensive exclusive Amiibo. Like, I know not... I Like, I personally don't plan to buy every single one. I know most people aren't that much of a completionist. But we haven't really had this issue up to the point, this point, and if Nintendo and Activision and whoever else are like, spend hundreds of dollars... To repeatedly buy these same things that get you slightly different amiibo, it's just like you gotta gotta cool your jets a little to use some '90s slang. Like that's like it's just so stupid that this we're actually at the point where this is a real conversation we have to have. On the on the flip side, some games are doing it right, like putting Chibi Robo with Ziplash is fine. Putting you know uh, Wooly uh, Yarn Yoshi with Wooly World that makes sense, like a one to one where it's like you get the game, you get the amiibo. If you want other amiibo, we sell them separately. I have no issue with that. This stupidity of buying four hundred dollars of Skylanders is just like too much. Yeah. Unless you have four kids with their own consoles in their own rooms, because you have a giant house with a lot of TVs. Yeah, definitely feel for those people that really like are collecting every single one because there definitely it screws are, them over. There are a lot of people actually just collecting every single amiibo. Yeah, which... and it screws them over completely. Yeah. Completely. I mean, maybe down the road they'll do separate releases, like Nintendo's claiming. I guess, do I'll, I, I guess tomorrow, that's what they have to but... either like decide like. Okay, I want only the ones produced by Nintendo. Yeah, well, that's gonna get trickier once like the third party amiibos start having like. I know, yeah, that, that that, one, which we'll a, talk about. That's a, they're later, gonna have to start but... drawing lines, but then they can't say I have all the amiibo because it's still labeled as an yeah, amiibo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it does say on the front of the box "officially licensed" instead of Nintendo's logo. Like it's, it said Nintendo amiibo, it's the little Nintendo license seal and yeah, an amiibo. Like but nonetheless, it's a yeah, exactly. But we'll see. But I did I did mention Chibi Robo and. Um, Wooly World, which I guess is a good transition to bring us to our next month of releases and the next wave of conversation, uh, which is October. October is a month that happens after September. I know mm -hmm. my calendar. And uh, as we know, Chibi Robo Ziplash, that comes out uh, on October 9th with a bundle coming with Chibi for, I think I think it's $30 for a game by itself, $40 with Chibi Robo, so that's actually a pretty good deal. And then Yoshi Boy World comes out a week later on the 16th, and that, of course, comes with the green Yoshi Amiibo, with blue and pink being confirmed as being available separately only. So green is exclusive to with the game. Green is with the game. But I mean, I, know. I think the game... Oh, I guess you could get it without an Amiibo. That's true. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to change my pre-order at Best Buy from the standard Yoshi Boy World to the Amiibo bundle. I need to do that after we record. I should do that right now. Don't do it right now. You're distracted. Hey, well, I'll keep talking while you do that. Uh, no, you can do it. But if, for, those who want to, who, for those who really love Yoshi... Maybe see. Maybe you should keep the standard one. Because if you love Yoshi and and you're willing to wait a month till November sixteenth, you can instead of getting a little tiny cute yarn Yoshi, you can get a giant one that they're calling the Mega Yarn Yoshi. And instead of the NFC chip being in his butt, it's in his foot. When and instead both. of looking cute and sit, he's standing and looks kind of clumsy. But uh, what did you want both for scale? But potentially. But this one, this one's massive. This judging on like eyeballing it, it's like seven or eight inches tall, probably. That's like that's pretty big for a. Amiibo plush, but it's 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 interesting that Nintendo's doing that. Like, is this a new way for them? Not here on BestBuy.com. You oh. can only get regular edition, forty nine ninety nine. 
Yeah, and then fifty nine ninety nine for the Amiibo one. And that's another nice thing about these bundles. Chibi, Chibi Robo did this and Yoshi did. It's nice that they're not charging extra for the Amiibo. Because game, you know, like a standard 3DS game is 40 a standard Wii U game is 60 But what they're doing is if you want the Amiibo-less version, you pay less. You pay the, like, discount price. And if you want the standard price, you get the Amiibo. That's how you should do it. Not like whatever Skylanders is doing. But anyway, um, what I was trying to say, yeah, it's, um, I hope they don't go down this road of making giant Amiibo for everything. Like, I know Skylanders has color. I know Disney Infinity does, like, the see-through ones. But it would be a little strange if we start having, like, hey, check out this... Uh, Chibi oh, Robo Amiibo and this Amazon. giant one. It already sold out? Yeah. Eh, we'll figure it out after you record. It's not gonna go on sale and sell out in the hour we have to record. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really worried. And honestly, um, I was kind of debating just doing what you said, getting the standard game by itself and, and again, getting the, the, the bigger one. Yeah. The, big, the bigger one is really yeah. cuddly looking. <laughs> no, yeah, and it looks more... Looks like, more like a plush. Yeah, but it, I like the pose Actually, of, is it about to say the... That yeah, Yoshi probably. that I'm pointing at over there that no one can see? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, it is the size of that Yoshi that no one can see that's sitting on the other side of the room that they're currently not in. Yeah. Yeah. Great comparison of... point. I'm glad we were able to uh, relate the exact size to the listeners like that. Uh, I'll try to give them a little mental image. There's a, I have a table on one end of the room that just has a bunch of Nintendo plushies. Of like, various sizes. There's like three Pikmin. There's a Bowser-sized Yoshi or Yoshi-sized Bowser, depending on... What perspective you're, you're half glass, for? Half full, half empty. It depends how you look at the glass. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what we're pointing out. And I think, yeah, I think that's how big the Willy Willy Yoshi is. Yeah, I think it's, it's about that size. It's a, yeah, it's like seven or eight inches. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm wondering if, like, Nintendo's going to start doing Megas for everything now or start doing variants of different sizes and that's going to be their, like, hook. Because, you know, everyone else is doing colors and see-through. They need their is own Chibi twist. Is Robo to scale? Oh, I wish. Is he I think he might be... I mean... I don't know, maybe. He feels like he would be He seems like he would, because Chibi's three inches in real life. In real life. In the, in the world of the game. He's, <laughs> Actually, he's three inches. It, he did look about three inches when we saw him. Yeah. And Although like, he's sitting. So that, he's three uh, inches. I feel like he's three inches sitting, so he's probably not... This reminds me of that guy that was holding him at Comic-Con. He's like, oh, can we take a picture of it? And then they're like, oh, you can take the picture of the one on the display case. They're like, oh, we don't want to touch it. Just take a picture. They're like, oh, yeah, but it, like, I have to move it a lot and it might get damaged. Wait, what? Does happen to you at Comic-Con? Um, our friend Nigel, he was oh, uh, yeah, he was yeah. asking if he could take a picture of just the amiibo, and the guy kept. It should be out of the case. Yeah, the guy was just holding it like oh. the Nintendo rep. So, oh. we, so we were just like admiring it from like up close. Yeah. And then we asked if we could take a picture, but the guy he kept I don't know maybe he Nintendo did, probably said he, he could. He, yeah, he he but I guess like he could have just said like no. Yeah. But he kept like saying it as if we were we wanted to hold it and take the picture ourselves. Then we're like no, you could just put it on the table. But he kept saying like oh we don't want it to get damaged. We don't want like. People to mess with it, and I'm like, but I mean, you could hold it on your hand, and we'll take the picture. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, like, it's it's already getting worn out. It's like, yeah, it's getting right. worn out. It's it's just, so the, 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 the no. Nemo's so tired; it needs to go to sleep. It's so worn out. Tuckered out. But no, the, the, well, Nintendo has stupid. Yeah, they, they just say no. Nintendo has easier. weird policies about taking photos in general. Like when I was at three, they were they had all some like the yarn Yoshi's out because they were demoing the amiibo supporting Wooly World, like at a demo station. The 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 woman demoing had. All three, just sitting there. And I said, oh, cool, they're out of the case. Can I take a picture of them, like, lined up like this? She's like, no, you can only take a picture when they're behind glass. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, they're only here for demo purposes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then separately, a year or two ago, if you recall, when we were at Nintendo's booth at Comic-Con, I tried to get a picture of someone playing something. They're like, oh, if you need it, sir, sir, keep in mind, I'm the general public at this point, not press. Sir, if you want to take a picture, you need to include the controller and the person playing in the photo. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, we want to show the full experience. Wait, wait, what? I just taking a picture of a demo unit put in our gallery. Like, really? So I had to step back and get this random stranger's, like, profile playing it. It was... Uh, Nintendo's very weird about what you take pictures of. 
But yeah, Nintendo's got Nintendo. But uh You do you. You do you, Nintendo. And they are doing them because they're doing some weird things in October. Which I feel like Nintendo and Weird go hand in hand. For example, you know one of their big releases in October is coming on October sixteenth, same day as Yoshi's Warrior World, is New Super Mario Brothers U. And New Super Luigi U. What what? Yeah, but the those game, games came out already. You, I know. Must, we're such good actors. Huh. Uh yeah, no, they you are just. I, I don't, unless they do. But they're bundling them together and oh. selling them on a single disc. For the first time in a bundle. Literally, that's how they're marketing it. So for 60 bucks, which was the price of just Mario in the past. Remember, Mario was 60 and Luigi was 20 on the eShop or 30 IRL now uh, as a physical disc. Now they're combining them into a $60 package and going, Hey guys, a new Mario game. <laughs> and everyone's like, nah, that's not, that's not new. But I guess it's... <laughs> Look at the title. It's the, it's the definition of a filler. But it's interesting, like, they put it on, like, their little release chart and everything, because they put out this nice flow chart of what's coming out, and I'm just like, that's not new. For a second, I thought it was a sequel. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, what? And then, no, it's just a bundle. And the other weird thing they're doing is on October 22nd, which is the day before Triforce Heroes launches on 3DS, the Wii U will be getting Fatal Frame Main of the Black Water, as, or Main of Black Water, as a Wii Shop, Wii Shop, Wii U <laughs> eShop exclusive. So... Different. Yeah, what's interesting about it is the whole game's gonna cost you fifty bucks, which is not. You would think if it's on the eShop only, they would make it forty, maybe, because they don't have the oh. production cost. So the cases were always free. Uh, Essentially, but yeah, so it's gonna be fifty bucks on the eShop. Oh, you know, I think the reason they're doing that is Nintendo. Iwata used to say over and over again, like we don't want to devalue games. Like the app, the problem with iOS, the problem with Android is by making it a buck, people expect things to be a buck. So then when you try and sell them something more premium that's more fancy, they don't buy it, which is why a lot of the games on the iPhone, the only ones that actually do well are a dollar or free. So I think their logic is if we start playing games on the eShop cheaper, then uh, people are going to expect like when the next Mario comes out, they could get it for $40, but it's a $60 value in Nintendo's eyes, and they should not drop it down or else... I mean, obviously there's a scale, like, you know, uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, I think, launched at 40 but I think they try and shy away from doing it unless they're doing it as a budget game to begin with. Which I don't know if Fail Frame is. But the interesting thing to me is it's actually free to start. Hmm. Oh, that's so right. you get... Wii U owners can download the Prologue Chapter 1 and most of Chapter 2, whatever that means, uh, for free. And then only at that point you can then buy the whole game within the game itself or go to the eShop and just unlock the rest. Is it going to be like um, a lot of... Well, I guess I don't even know how often they do on the eShop, but I guess... Um... PlayStation Network, you'll download the entire game. I think it's like that. And then... They download like a two kilobit. Yeah, you download yeah. like the, the key to unlock it. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. Especially because they stop you somewhere in the middle of chapter two. Like, you know, Nintendo... Yeah, you're you going to be running and there's going to be like... <laughs> it's just going to hit a lock. wall. It's going to be an invisible wall. It's just a giant... Or you hit a literal like, wall. With, literal like, wall. with like a hand like doing that little money thing. Oh, and then it raises up like you pay. Yeah, yeah you, it strikes me as weird, though. Like, they made the game... I mean, Tecmo Koei developed it, but they worked with them on the game. Nintendo Koei very easily said, Hey, guys, how about you make Chapter 2 a little shorter, and we'll just end it at the end of Chapter 2. Like, to stop in the middle. Or just stop them at the end of Chapter 1. Or stop them at the end of Chapter 1. Like, you one. really want to tease them. Or... I yeah, mean, it's a good way to get uh, people Yeah, it, it makes sense, because, I mean, if they finish Chapter 1, people will be like, All right, I'll satisfy it, uh, not for me. But if you, like, stop them halfway through a chapter... They might be like, wait, I want to know what happened. Too big of a cliffhanger. Yeah, especially they're probably gonna stop you like at the perfect cliffhanger. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, so. yeah, but uh, I feel bad for folks over uh, for like Fail Frame fans here in the U.S. because their their counterparts in Europe get way better than we do because in Europe it, get, it gets a physical release. What's so, Europe get the right? Remember when yeah. Europe? Remember when Nintendo Europe used to be the crappy Nintendo? Now it's Nintendo America that 
it does less for us. But in Europe, they're getting um, a steelbook cover, an art book. They get some more some Nintendo stuff that was really awesome. They got a good bike. They got coin. trophies, Mario Kart physical Mario Kart yeah. trophies. Well, they've had those. You know, but they got like all of them now. Oh yeah, they're all available again. They got. And they uh, got a good buy coin. They have good buy gifts. Yeah. Well, they didn't fully phase it out. I don't think they are. They're still doing something over there. It's not Club Nintendo in the sense we know it, but there's some program in place or something, some sort of star conversion because they use stars instead of coins. But, but yeah. But in Europe, they get the steel book, they get the art book, they get a double side poster, they get the game. They even get physical uh, spirit photographs, which is kind of a nice nod to the in-game. Like you use the gamepad as your camera viewfinder. Yeah. So they get a lot, and over here we just get a free to start forty dollar or fifty dollar game. But with that said, I would much rather see them do this eShop thing than nothing at all. Like I'm not a big fail frame guy. I'll probably download and try it. But the idea that Nintendo is now open to putting more risky games on the eShop and seeing how they perform is one I actually really really like. Because like if it works out well for them with Fatal Frame, there's nothing stopping them from releasing some more bizarro games in the future or games they don't think will do well here in the States. Throw it on the eShop, see how it does, use the European translation or something. I mean, they did it once before with uh, Sin and Punishment for N64, and then and we got a sequel. Xenoblade? And well, no, Xenoblade they've released physically on Wii. But, oh, no, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it would avoid the Operation Oh, no, I was thinking of games that got, like... Oh, that uh, got the whole the, weirdness. The, the British dubbing or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like Xenoblade. But, and the nice thing is, like, we could avoid... If this works, we can avoid the Operation Rainfall situation where it's like we want Pandora's Tower, we want Xenoblade, we want what was the last one? Uh, the last story. Last story. Like in the past, I was like, oh, we don't want to invest in that, we don't want to do that. But now they can just store it on the eShop, see how it does. They cause do a physical release later. I mean, it worked for New Luigi U years ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping this does well for Nintendo because I'm hoping it will open the door for more opportunities like this. Because it is, it like Nintendo has basically. A test bed for bizarre, strange games they don't think will sell. And they I haven't really used it all these years. So maybe this is the start of something new. But uh, but the, the other the other thing is that... What was I going to say? That's my train of thought. Oh, yeah. The other half of it is the eShop has now more exposure than ever. So even if... Even things that they're like, well, we're never going to release it as a physical thing. It's not going to be a test bed. We just don't have enough audience for it. Because, you know, only so many people look at the eShop. Well, Amazon just rolled out an eShop within themselves. Places. Yeah. It's just the to break it, I thought digital like, download Nintendo store. and Amazon weren't, like... The They're making brand. up now. They seem to be making up now. Because, yeah, how this thing works... Sorry's were, were said. Sorry's were said. They... Much do, like how Kanye... Much like how Kanye... Did we ever knew what ever happened? We never knew. Supposedly... Do you have a gift? Or? Supposedly... Well, supposedly what happened is... Um, the 3DS, when it launched, had that... I think it was the 3DS. It might date back further, but there was a system that had a hinge issue. Then the DS Lite? I think it was later than that. There was a separate the DS one. DS had, like, the horrible That's hinge right. issue. Oh, it wasn't the hinge issue. It was the screen. Remember on the original 3DS, if you close the screen, you'd leave, like, an imprint on the... Like, the bottom screen's oh, yeah, border yeah. would leave a mark on the top screen. No, oh, yeah, that's what happened. I, I sent mine to Nintendo to fix it. Yeah, well, Nintendo... Just... Well, Amazon, rumor has it, flipped out about that. Because, like, you know, people are complaining... Like, customers are complaining and allowed to issue refunds and what, what whatever. Uh, so, Amazon went to Nintendo and said, Guys, you gotta fix this. We're, you know, we're issuing refunds for your problem. And Nintendo said, Oh, no, 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 that's not a problem. That's as designed. And Amazon said, Well, we're just gonna stop selling your stuff if that's how you want to handle it. And they're like, All right. And <laughs> that was it. So like, they still sold software, so it's never totally bad blood. But now, much like a Kanye and Taylor Swift reunited. I mean, they even got an exclusive Amiibo eventually. Yeah, yeah. Now, now they've uh, 
they become best buds. And the digital download store is actually kind of cool because like how it works is they have I think like thirty eight games right now. You go, you pay cash. Some of them cheaper than in the actual eShop. Yeah, yeah, you pay. You could pay Amazon prices with your Amazon credit or cash or credit card or whatever, and it instantly gives you the download code, and then you click a button, and it loads up. Talk Nintendo's about fast room. delivery. Yeah, because it then loads up the uh, uh, re- the redeem page from Nintendo.com with the code filled in for you. You don't even have to fill it in, and then you're done, and it just starts downloading. I mean, they've had similar things for PlayStation and Xbox, but never Nintendo. So it's kind of cool. And the nice thing is, like you said, the prices are di- are different. So in theory, you could Amazon say digital could downloading run... is in its prime. Ah, you could say that. You could because because Amazon, Amazon Prime, huh. Amazon. But no, I was gonna say that Amazon does sales all the time. So I imagine like we're gonna see some cool discounts that Nintendo themselves aren't gonna do. And just by the nature of this existing games that Nintendo might want to experiment with on the eShop get a lot more time. Amazon exclusive download. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but like. You know, when they put Pushmo out however many years ago, no one really knew about it if you didn't go to the eShop. Now if you go to Amazon, they can list it as a brand new game release. So, it, it opens more doors, which is cool. Um, but switching over to November, which is good. What were we going to say? Just to air out the room more. What? More circulation in the room. More to open doors. Oh, yes. That was a great contribution. <laughs> um, there's nothing more to say to that. That's why I was shifting, but then you oh. stopped me to say your insight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, so that's October. We have the surprise of the Mario bundle. We have the surprise of Fail Frame. And then November, which is traditionally Nintendo's biggest month, um, we're getting more Amiibo for one thing. November 1st, we get the Mii Fighter 3-pack. Uh, we get Mewtwo's Amiibo on November 13th. The Mega Yarnio you know, we're getting Mewtwo Amiibo before we even finish the Smash Bros. set. But, I mean, that's just the way it worked. Yeah. Wait. Who's la- Oh, yeah, because of Falco. Yeah, Falco comes out to 20th with Star Fox, but Mega Yarn Yoshi should be on the 16th. Why don't make a new Star Fox amiibo for that? Because of... I don't think they know what to do with it. I don't think they have a reason. I think they're just timing it as, like, uh, people will buy both. Because, yeah, game-wise, as we mentioned in the past, Yokoi Watch is out the 6th, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon for 3DS, and Star Fox Zero for Wii are both out the 20th, which is awesome when Falco comes out, just so everyone's up to speed there. But, yeah, I think, um, I think the logic is Falco is... A, they have an opportunity to market Falco better by pairing him with Star Fox Zero. So they're doing that. And I mean, remember, I think we talked about during E3 that Miyamoto was saying they don't really have a reason to put Amiibo into Star Fox. So maybe they'll throw in a bonus for people who have the current Star Fox Amiibos, which are not going to make new ones, which is why I think Falco's coming out later than Mewtwo, which is very strange. But my bigger my bigger thing is I don't know how smart it is to release Star Fox Zero on November 20th. I know that weekend is normally traditionally Nintendo's big holiday release weekend. You know, is that Call of Duty Day. No, it's uh, is it? No, Call of Duty is usually the first week. Oh. But what it is? Wait, no, it's not November. <laughs> yeah, no, Call of Duty is like the sixth or seventh. But um, but uh, to Nintendo's credit, this is their weekend. The twentieth is their day. They do like last year was Nintendo Day, so to speak, with uh, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and all the amiibo. Two years ago, it was Mario 3D World and a Link Between and Zelda a Link Between Worlds on the same day. This year they're trying to do it with Star Fox, but the problem is, you know it comes out three days before Star Fox, which might be what you were actually thinking of. Star Wars Battlefront comes out on November 17th. Star Fox Zero Ooh, comes out on right November right. 20th. Um, among hardcore fans like us, I don't think that's a huge issue that they're both coming out so close together. Because you know you want Star Fox, or you know you're going to get both, and it's a non-issue. And if you don't own a Wii, uh, PS4 or an Xbox One, you're for sure going to get Star Fox if you're picking between Star the two. Star Fox, Star Wars, and different. Exactly, that's the problem. Yeah. For casual parents, or casual game, or for casual gamers or parents, 
Well, no, think about it. You walk into a store. It's Black Friday week. Because these games both come out leading into Black Friday, like the week before. You walk into a store. If little Timmy's mom, the, the, the ignorant one from earlier, she goes up to a display and sees two science fiction-y Star game. I don't know. I Hold like, on. I feel like, no, hear it out. Hear it out. Hear it out. Hear it out. I feel like Star Wars is too big of a franchise that even like all the people that don't know nothing about video games at least know what Star Wars no, is. No, that's what I'm getting at. That's why I said, hear Maybe me out. You walk been... up. Hear, hear me out. You walk up. You're a mom that doesn't really care. You know little Timmy has a PS4 and a Wii U or an Xbox One and a Wii U and you see Star Wars Battlefront riding the hype of the movie coming out three weeks later and you see Star Fox Zero. I think 95% of those parents are going to get Star Wars. Nintendo's kind of shooting themselves in the foot here by putting Star Fox right next to Star Wars so close. Mm-hmm. That's a, so I think we were in agreement because I think that's the point you're fearing. Oh, no, yeah, basically, yeah. like... There, it's a bad idea. Well, basically, there's no confusion, but even then... There's um, no confusion, but if you had to choose... Like, you're like, I'm going to get him a cool game. I'll get him, like, a science, like you know, fun-looking game. Oh, there's a Star Wars? I could, I you're going to ignore Star Fox. I mean, I, I, I figure it's going to mini go, like, everyone's going to go to buy Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, no one's going to be like, gonna, oh, Star Fox. It's going to sell out, and then the parents going to be, well, it still has Star in the name, and... That's the silver lining that could so, happen. Yeah. So I feel like a, a lot of kids are going to be like, oh, did I get Star Wars? Oh, I got Star Fox. And they're going to play, and they're going to end up liking it. Yeah. But it's not... Well, that's a very positive spin on the situation. It's certainly possible. Uh, that that's happen. I feel like that could only benefit Star Fox, since I figured... If it wasn't gonna, if the kid requested, yeah, in some ways it could. You know, I think it would have made a lot more sense and still benefit. I think it would have been better, if, and obviously release schedules and development cycles probably prevented this. I, I mean, think it would have been so much better. I mean, you could almost say like Star Fox could be even writing that same hype about the whole sci-fi star stuff. Yeah, I guess you could argue that, but I feel like yeah, I mean, actually, probably, it's a valid point. I think it would be better though if they switched. Again, development cycles probably made this impossible. It would have been way better if Star Fox came out next week when Mario Maker is coming out, and then Mario Maker comes out in November. The one thing Nintendo has that has the name recognition of something like Star Wars is Mario. So, like, if you go in, for example... Yeah, Mr. Fist, Smash like, Brothers, Star Fox has been kind of... Yeah. Like, if you walk into the store and it's Star Wars and Mario Maker on the shelf, I could see parents being like... I mean, Star Wars is... Yeah, it's a cool movie, and it has, like, I've heard about the game, but Mario, that's a guarantee. My kid will like Mario. You get build your own, I bet my kid would love that. Like, it's actually a bit more of a debate for parents that aren't educated in either of them. Yeah. Star Fox will, yeah, Star Fox will be poor man Star Wars if they're sold out of Star Wars, but I guarantee you EA is going to pump out millions of copies. That game has so much buzz. They are. But, um, With like, because the thing is, man. what? Oh, I want that BBH droid so bad. I want an army of them. I have zero use for them, but I want them. Mm. But, but what I was going to say is, like, you if they get some and then have them race. Yes. $150 for 10 minutes of entertainment until you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Basically. But uh, what I was going to say, like, with Star Fox, going back to this for a sec, with Star Fox, if they put it out in September, they capture the same core fans that would buy it. They capture the same, you know, like, Wii U owners that are going to buy it. They possibly open it up to other gamers who want something to play in September because it's kind of a quiet month. And it'll tide them over till Star Wars if they're waiting for Star Wars. Like, it would, I feel like in September they could have gotten more sales for Star Fox while Mario Maker will sell to the same amount of gamers regardless of when it comes out, probably. Yeah. You could argue... So they should just put in Woolly World or what comes out in September? Uh, well, Mario Maker comes out next week and then Woolly World's in October yeah, and then Star Fox yeah. in November. I don't think Woolly World would have done well as a November game either. I think Mario Maker like, should have been in November. I mean, that game feels like a really big deal. Kind of like, kinda like yeah. how Metal Gear Solid 5 feels like a big deal. Like, not to compare it straight to Metal Gear Solid 5, but... Well, they both start with them. Seems pretty uh, fair comparison to me. No, yeah, it is, yeah, Mario Maker is a pretty big deal. It is. I mean, just like what it the, seems like a holiday game. Yeah, just like the kind of game that it is, and just like what's inside it. Like, it does feel like something that should have been in November. Yeah. And Star Fox, like honestly, like is not. Like, like even ignoring my Star Fox bias of not just being like 
that much of a Star Fox fan outside of Star Fox Assault. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like like the must-have game. It just feels like no. like it feels like another niche. Like oh, if you like it, you'll get it. If not, no. most people won't really care. You know what it is? B tier. Mario yeah. Maker's A tier. Like you know, like triple A movies, and, like B movies. Mario's triple A. Like Mario Maker, even if Star Fox reviews oh. well, the name Mario is a triple A. That's like even saying, Donkey Kong is already above Star Fox because con- the Returns franchise has had like three games in the last year. Yeah. Or not the last year, more. Well, in the, the, in the, last, in the last year, yeah, year. they've revived it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like I don't know what Nintendo's saying. It's basically as if Disney was like, "Hey, Metroid is like barely above them." And it was Metroid's kind of, sad that there's I nothing know. going on with Metroid. Well, yeah, I know. But, yeah, <laughs> I, well, Federation Force, but um, yeah. yeah, like it just feels to me, it's like if Disney or Warner, let's do Warner Brothers. It's like if Warner Brothers, like, hey, we're gonna come out with Batman versus Superman. Oh, that's a bad example because it comes out in March, but. All right, we'll do Marvel. Hey, we're going to come out with Avengers 2. We could either do it at the start of summer. Or, how about this, guys? Let's do it in the dead month of January and then put Ant-Man as our big tentpole and only Ant-Man. Like, it doesn't... Switch them. It makes more sense to switch them. Like, so like Mario and Star Fox. Just reverse them. Yeah, because people will still watch Avengers 2 no matter what. Yes, if, exactly. If it's Ant-Man. Right. And uh, yeah, but... Ant- no, 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 no. That's what you're right. Because yeah, like, yeah. by that logic, like, I mean, I... Like, like basically me. Like, I saw Avengers 2, like, because... It, we were going to watch it when yeah, it ever came out. Yeah. Ended up missing out on Ant-Man just because it wasn't like as much of a party. I wanted to watch it, but... But if, you saw, but if it was January that Ant-Man came yeah, out, like, there's, there's nothing else, else yeah, to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I probably would have gone more. Nintendo's banking Summer on... Summer was already kind of busy like, as it was. It's like... Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Nintendo's banking on here. Like, I think if they did in September... I missed Jurassic World also. Like, that's just how... Yeah, I, like, that was, I like that movie. That's just how much time didn't. I didn't have. I think... I think with... <laughs> I think with Star... I just thought cram this line in here because I like it. I think with Star Fox... By putting it in September, if they put it in September, they would have had people who were not preoccupied with X-Wings and may have been willing to try an R-Wing. I'm out. I'm done. You take over the rest of the podcast. That's it. I'm leaving. Mic drop. Mic drop. But no, it's just like, I don't know. It's a a weird move. But um, it's not the only weird thing in in November either because there's also the bizarre mystery about what's going on with the Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Oh, that's because right. that, that, thing, that thing exists. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It In Nintendo's official press release, like the one that they actually sent out to the world, it and its five or seven, however many, um, Amiibo were listed only as holiday 2015, still. Even though it's, you know, it's fall, we should probably know the releases. Um, randomly, Nintendo Inquirer, of Amiibo Inquirer fame, like, you know, they merged into Amiibo News and everything, um... Randomly puts out a press release that no one else seems to have that has Nintendo claiming it comes out November 13th. And with it, you'll get Digsby and Isabel, and they will also be selling five Amiibos separately, including a three-pack of K.K. Slider, Reese, and Cyrus, because no one in their right minds can buy Reese or Cyrus by themselves. So they put K.K. in there to make you get all three. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a squid Amiibo all over again. It totally is. Uh, and they're going to charge $35 just like last time. But yeah, so they put out this statement that Nintendo apparently Man, made. Man, that's always because I figured, like, I don't want to buy any Animal Crossing Amiibo, but if I were to get one, it would be K.K. Right? And now I have to get llamas. Con- See, I have a little KK figurine that I imported from Japan, so I'm like, maybe I'll just get Tom Nook or something random like that. Because I don't want the yeah, llamas. I, mean, I, mean, I don't want I mean, the yours kind of looks like an amiibo anyway. Yeah, it's just a little smaller. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't want the llamas. But anyway, e- either way, um, Nintendo Inquirer says it's November 13th. No one else in the world says it's November 13th. It would make sense to be November 13th, because that's when the Mewtwo amiibo also comes out. So Nintendo could do a two-tier release, you know, one on the 13th, one on the 20th. It's a, it's a Friday. It makes sense. But where did that come from? And why isn't Nintendo just outright saying it? It's weird. Also, did you know 
Amiibo Festival, I just learned, is being developed by uh, ND Cube, the same Nintendo second party that also did Wii Party and Wii Party U. I did like those games. Yeah, they so that might, that, I'll well. be honest, that kind of got me kind of curious about it more than before. Because, like, well, those are fun multiplayer games, so maybe. Maybe there's hope. The only people I could see, I could see us playing with is just you and Elvis. Yeah. It's definitely not a game that, like, all the bros are going to get together and throw down and uh, rolling some dice with some talking guitar-playing animals. Yeah, like, oh, you land on a spot, you guys play video games together, or whatever that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite one, is where it's like, you play video games together, like, I, this is very meta, I am playing a video game together with someone. But am I? But am I? It's like a board game. It's like Gameception. But it's a board game, it's a video game board game in which you play a real video game. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe it's coming out, it's coming out end of October in um, Europe, so I'm pretty sure it will be out in November, but why would Nintendo hide that fact? It's, it's strange. Also... Random aside, this is the first time I can ever recall in which Nintendo is releasing a home console game the week before their standard third weekend of November release date that they're doing Star Fox on. Every year, they'll do a home console game that week, and that's about it. In the past, they've done handheld games, like Game Boy Advance and everything, in the week leading into their favorite weekend, but I've never, as far as I can recall, seen them do a console game the week before they do their big holiday release. So kind of interesting that they're just like shoving it in there if this date's true. Hmm. On the flip side, another mystery that I feel like they're not going to... I suspect they're going to push it off till 2016. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Right. That's another game they all they're saying is holiday 2015. It launches day and date with Star Fox Zero in Europe. But for whatever reason, Nintendo won't confirm that for the North American release. So um, my gut feeling is since they didn't confirm a date and we don't have Nintendo Inquirer pulling dates out of who knows where they are probably accurate. Uh, my gut feeling is they're going to pull Yoshi's Woolly World, and they are going to use it as a filler game for January or February, much like Yoshi came out in June in Europe, but not to October in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I suspect we'll see Mario Tennis in, in, like I said, January or February. But if I'm wrong, I mean, I'll be happy to play it sooner. Maybe but December? I mean, what are they happening? December's weirdly busy. Another unusual thing for Nintendo is December, because normally they do one release the first week of December. This time they have two releases a week apart. The big one is, of course, on uh, December 4th, which is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. And as we learned at PAX, they're actually going to be doing a special edition for the game, which is a nice surprise. Um, so for $90, you'll get uh, the game, a 100-plus page art book. It's actually pretty hefty. An illustrated 5x7 Mac card of like key artwork. And a USB drive that's designed to look like the life hold units that you have to go find in the world in Xenoblade. And it has 10 soundtrack songs on it in high-quality MP3s. So you get all that for 90 And it's actually a pretty cool package, but that's their big December release is that. So it's going to be um, you know, December 4th. And then on December 11th, a week later, they're squeezing in at the last possible second, Devil's Third. Because oh. they did promise a release for Devil's Third. But but before I get to Devil's Third, the, the Xenoblade thing, I think we should talk about the fact that Nintendo's doing a crazy special edition. Because they never really do that. I mean, they've done the figurines with Zelda. But they've never done like this whole... like. JRPG, super anime, like, you know, well, it's not anime. It's usually those kind of games that always get special editions. Yeah, so it's interesting to see Nintendo actually do it for once. Yeah. But, I mean, what are your thoughts? Are, are, are you actually going to get it? I mean, if I were to get one, I would definitely get that version. Um, as far as getting it, I mean, most likely, question mark? I have a weird thing about it where, like, I want it, and I want the special edition, and clearly we're not the only ones because it was number one on Amazon video game chart within minutes of going on sale and sold out in mere hours. So the demand's out there. But um, I want it, 
but it's almost too much. It's almost too daunting. I remember before Xenoblade Chronicles 3D came out on the new 3DS, I was like, I'm going to buy it. And then I was reading reviews, I was like, it's an 80-some-odd-hour game. I'm like, there's no, like, I don't beat my games, as you know, and there's no way. I feel like even, the amount of time I put into the game, I'd be so barely scratching the surface that I just wouldn't. It's a very weird there thing. Be, there's too there much. still be breathing on the surface. Yeah, there's mm. too. Yeah, there's too much happening. There's too much on tap. It's overwhelming. Like that almost. It's the weirdest there's reason. Too to, much game. It, it's too much content. I know it's a ridiculous reason, but like honestly, it almost feels like too much content. But yeah. if I were get, I'd totally get the special edition. And I think it's great that Nintendo's doing that. Uh, this is one of those games where, like, you already know which games you want to, like, sink a lot of time into. Like, oh, like, for me, like, Pokemon, Smash Brothers, and Monster Hunter, all those games where I know I'm definitely going to put in over 100 hours easily. Yeah. But then you get a new franchise coming in that you know beforehand it's going to be one of those games. And it's kind of like... Um, it's I'm daunting. Still, I'm, I'm still playing these other games. Do I kind of really squeeze in another one? It's really weirdly it's, daunting. Yeah, it's like you're like, can do I have a way to clear out my schedule or not? Like it's weird to have to yeah, have that thought process. Take some like vacation days. And... Yeah, it's like so. Do I just not see my family for the holidays this year and just sit and play Xenoblade exclusively? Like, I guess you can't play with you. I don't think my Every, everyone can get their own Wii U. Play uh, that online. That's true. That's true. I mean, do you have enough TVs for everyone to have their own? Yeah, actually. There you go. There you go. One of the TVs is a 4x3 one, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and not HD, but that's okay. But yeah, it's just like, it's very strange to be in a situation where I'm like, I want this, but I don't know when I would ever do anything with it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think the special edition is very cool. I want to see Nintendo do more of that. And it seems like they're starting to. You know, we have the Amiibo bundles. We have the Majora's Mask bundle, the Zelda bundle. Like, they're they're getting accustomed to the idea of giving us things and not only doing it at Nintendo World like they did with Mario Kart a while ago. Mm. Which was annoying as you, or the scarf for Hyrule Warriors. I can't believe people lined up that long for a scarf. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> it's New York. I mean, they, the, the yeah. temperature kind of warrants a scarf sometimes. It does. It does. I can attest to that. Uh, but yeah, a week later, as I mentioned, is Devil's Third on December the eleventh, I believe. And um, what's interesting about this one is Fatal Frame's arguably the better game of the two, and Fatal Frame's only going digital. Devil's Third, however, probably for contractual reasons, is getting a digital and physical release. And just barely getting under under the uh, end of Q4 wire by like two weeks, hmm. so I'm sh uh, I'm sure that the original publisher of the game Exceed is not too thrilled about this. They were rumored it was never confirmed, but they were rumored to be picking it up. Like when Nintendo's like, oh, we have nothing to report on Devil's Third. We'll get back to you. Like stay tuned for more information. They were working with Exceed, and Exceed was going to handle publishing. Then the fans freaked out, and then Nintendo said, J.K. will publish it, which is probably why it's coming out so late in the year. Because, again, this is a week Nintendo never releases games on. The second week of December, they don't touch. first week is their final week for the year, normally. So this yeah. is definitely them squeezing it in. But I bet Exceed is super mad, because they're making price sales projections, all sorts of stuff about this game. And then Nintendo's like, ha, we're just going to tear up that contract. Bye. Like, I'm sure, like, someone on NeoGAF, who is in the know, was saying that Exceed is pretty not, or no, he is super not happy with Nintendo about this. And uh, he thinks it's actually going to harm their relationship long-term. It may mean that in future games like Last Story or Pandora's Tower that Nintendo would give to Exceed to handle, Exceed might just say, nope, you botched it with uh, Devil's Third. We don't trust that we, you know, we don't trust that we can make sales projections and do work because we don't know if you'll take it back, so we're out. Which means we might actually, if they don't go the eShop testing route I was talking about earlier, we might actually see fewer games come over. Like, fewer of these niche, niche titles, which would be kind of annoying and sad. Yeah. But... 
But yes, that's that, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening, is pretty much Nintendo's uh, plans for between now and the end of the year, and there's a lot of weird stuff. But it's only half the story. The other half of news um, these past couple weeks came by way of a special PAX Prime, pre-PAX Prime event that Nintendo did at the EMP Museum in Seattle called Nindies at Night. Which, by the way, Nintendo's really stepping up their indie stuff this past year. Nindies at Night, the Nindies at Home downloads, IndieCade stuff, um, the Humble Bundle. Yeah, we starting to feel like the indie machine. Where is Cube? It came out in Europe. I know. <laughs> I don't know why they just popped it in my head, but... Because we've been waiting for... Damn. I played Cube two years ago at IndieCade. Uh, oh, oh, actually, you know what's interesting? is IndieCade this year, here in LA. They're, Nintendo said they're going to do something special. on Steam a long time ago. No, wait. I It'll know. be worth it. I know, Maybe. I am waiting. Possibly. Like, it Possibly better not worth get canceled last minute for no reason. <laughs> it's out in one country. I know. Uh, wow. He threw his pen in disgust slash anger. Just so people know what that was. But, uh, no, they're doing some... I think Nintendo's going to keep ramping up because apparently they're doing something special at Indiecade this year. So we should we should cover that. That'd be fun, I imagine. Depending on what it is. Maybe they'll have Cube there. Still unreleased. But, uh... But yeah, no, the game better be the, more polished than like a shiny pearl or something. It better, it, yeah. You better be able to see your face in that game. When it's polished, it reflects. It, it becomes mirror-like. When you polish something, you can see. Stop giving me that look. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is at PAX, they did this thing called Nindies at Night, which is actually really cool. I'm kind of jealous it didn't happen down here in LA. But they had 19 different indie games to play. And uh, like Nintendo's indie liaison, uh, Damon Baker, he heads up their licensing de- department and works with a lot of indies. He not only, you know, set this all up, but he then did like a thirty-minute like half talk show, half press conferencing where they started announcing things. So we got to know things like Fast Racing Neo. We have an online mode for eight players and offline. Yeah, looking keeps sounding and looking better. Right, right. Like, we saw when it was an alpha, and then we're like, "Oh, this game already looks good." And then we saw like the more recent footage, and so I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, it did look significant. Yeah, and what they what they announced at PAX Prime is not only does it look that good when you play online with eight players, but they're gonna have four player local multiplayer support as well in there at, when it launches. You know, not later at launch by the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, game. I'm super excited. It's basically F Zero with like the polarity of. Uh, yeah. Like a game like, uh, oh, what's that space shooter for GameCube? Like Karuga? Like yeah, Karuga. So. I mean, I don't know if that's it, but I know that the name of a game. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, so, yeah, that's white, cool. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just in that one, you have to change color to speed up and slow, and not, mm-hmm. you know, if you do the wrong color, it's like going in the rough patch in F Zero. Yeah. It looks really cool. And so that was there. And then they also announced some new games. For example, there's that uh, kind of odd looking Kerbal Space Program game. It's the one that's like, uh, the gamepad is your, like, cockpit view, like, and the, the TV's game, everything else. It looks like an N64 game, sort of, like, Actually, I mean, before, I guess, it was announced for the Wii U, I guess I've, I have a friend that's like, that was really addicted to that game, so mm-hmm. I got to know, I got to learn a lot about that game through him. So what is it? Um, it's essentially, like, you know those simulator games, like Farming Simulator and Tractor Simulator, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, It's basically Space Station Simulator. That sounds fun, actually. Um, it is. I find it more fun to watch because when you, you essentially have to like you you build a space station. You you have to build a spaceship. The object is to get to the moon, right? Or maybe to Mars, whichever one. But like everything, like everything, it's like very realistically physics based. Uh-huh. So if you build your spaceship, like if if you miscalculated anything, like it's gonna show and it'll crash and it'll explode. Like you really have to like get your stuff down, mm-hmm. and everything is like in real time also. Mm. I mean, like you could like, like, like real real time. Yeah, real real time. 
Like, they're only waiting, like, I guess, like, so that you don't actually have to, like, sit there and watch the thing. Right. It's, like, once, like, your ship is, like, successfully launching, it will, like, fast forward. Yeah. But you still have to sit through the whole fast forward to get through, oh, to get to the moon. Yeah. Which is really cool, but it's just one of those games where it's, like, you get to, you appreciate the accomplishments more than the time unless, like, you're that person doing it. And I definitely can't see myself, like, trying to build <laughs> an, an actual spaceship. Because it looks really frustrating, and it, it looks like Little Big Planet. No, it doesn't really. It looks like... I don't know, it just looks really complicated. Like, you right. have, like, all those tools, you have, like, all these menus, like, oh, you have to worry about fuel and thrust. Which and makes the gamepad seem perfect for it. No, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you, you, when I say that you have to build a spaceship, like, you really have to build everything. Like, it's really, you have to design, like, how the, the shape of the, of the thrusters, like, make a difference. Right, like, everything right. is, like, meticulously thing. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering why Nintendo was hyping it up so much, because I know nothing about the game, and I was watching Charm, just like, all right, but now I mean, that's kind of why like the visuals don't look that great. Because they need to be able to be fully custom. Yeah, yeah. It's, everything is like fully custom. Everything is like has to be like fully rendable, like without crashing. So yeah, I mean it's kind of like homegrown. Like that game has crazy draw distances, but that's because it looks the way it does. Right, right. If you're not sure what I'm talking about. It's that one with the little red robot cube. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I forgot what his name is. Oh, Bud. Watched Obis play the whole thing. <laughs> How long of a game is homegrown? Um, like seven eight hours. Oh, that's a lot of watching. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like a few settings, but he was like a hundred percent of it. So right, and in, in in addition to very um, unproductive days. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Kerbal Space Program. It, it definitely seems cool. Like I would, ah, uh, man, it's like I kind of want to get used to mess with it, but I know I wouldn't be able to produce anything just because it would be too frustrating. So right, but interesting. Yeah. Well, one to keep tabs on. The other one they announced that uh, definitely its own niche. Like, there's nothing else like it. Like, yeah. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, it does. It, like I that. will give it that. From my limited knowledge when I was watching Charm, like, there's, what? This is super it's, unique. Yeah, like, 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 nothing, I've never seen anything like, like this. Like, those kind of games are the games that feel, like, perfect for the Wii U. Kind of yeah. like how, like, oh, we're finally getting, I think this is true, right? That we're finally getting, like, the Telltale's Walking Dead on the Wii U. Yes. Oh, uh, no, not Walking Dead. We're getting Minecraft Story. You're right. Either way, we're getting a Telltale game, which those games always it's seem like a happening. perfect fit for 3DS slash Wii U. Because, yep. I mean, a lot of it, like, you could control it with the controls, but... Like, I found playing the Walking Dead Telltale games on my iPhone, like, the perfect way because of the touching. Yeah. And controlling everything. Because, I mean, it's more of a movie, and there isn't much gameplay, per se. You're just tapping and scrolling, which I'm, like, 100% sure that's going to be the case with Minecraft, because that's how it was with Wolf Among Us and Yeah. Yeah, they're sticking that. I was reading a thing about it on The Verge. They're sticking yeah. that. So, like, you're pretty much just going to do everything with the touchscreen, which means you're probably going to play the whole thing on the gamepad. If it's an off-TV mode, you're probably going to want to yeah. play on the gamepad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not as intuitive with buttons. But. It's interesting that you brought up that point about, like, the neat thing about Wii U and 3S is it allows for the, you know, like, it plays into these unique experiences because of the controls because um, Damon Baker, when he was oh, at this, when he was, yeah, when he was at this thing at Nindies at Night, he did interviews with Game Informer and Polygon and every interview, I was reading through them and every single one, he's like, yeah, we... You know, we we will take any indie game from any person at any time because we think we offer unique things they can do in their games that no one else can. Like, they don't money hat. He outright said they will not pay for exclusives at all. Instead, they offer these value propositions of, hey, you're going to be next to us on the... You're going to be next to Mario on the eShop. And there's a very loyal group of Nintendo fans that go on the eShop and see what's new and see Mario and then see Rumbo or see Affordable Space Adventure or see whatever. Yeah, they took and then they press it and then they download it and it's a really unique experience that's on par with Nintendo stuff simply because it's using all those wonky, crazy control ideas that no one else in the world would do. And now you're basically backing up his claim as a fan, being like, yeah, I, it's cool because there's these games that do these experiences that no one else will do. So it's kind of like, they can't money hat, they lost all, he admitted, they lost their 
I mean in nicer words, but he admitted essentially that they're not getting the major third-party stuff. But the indie guys, you know, the, the Kerbal Space Programs, the Hive Jumps, which we'll talk about in a sec, the Shovel Knights, cool. those are filling in the void for the third parties that we don't have. We're not getting Assassin's Creed, we're not getting Grand Theft Auto, but we're getting a whole bunch of very Nintendo-y experiences that use the systems to their strength, like Kerbal Space Program having the whole gamepad control. Yeah, or the Rumbo yeah. the control. Within. Or Rumbo, yeah. Like with Kerbal Space Program, we had the developers on stage and they were, like in his little talk show thing they did, and they were saying that like this is going to be the definitive version of the game simply because of the gamepad and what you can do with it. So, granted, they were on a stage Nintendo built. So they're not going to be like, well, this version sucks. Yeah, but I mean, but they, still, I mean, like, your point way, is a really valid Like, one. the only other way that you could get, I guess, a definitive version is if you're playing, like, on a high-end computer that, that has a touchscreen. a tablet. But separate. most people no don't have that. that. Yeah. And, and the game's yeah. not built for that, really. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I did mention Hive Jump. I do want to talk about that real quick. Because I feel like Hive Jump is when, when Nintendo said, hey... When Nintendo rolled out Metroid Prime Federation Force and said, hey, multiplayer Metroid, you guys, I think this is the game most people were hoping would be what they're talking about. Because this is a 2D Metroidvania exploratory adventure game for up to four people co-op. And you're running around as four little individual sprites. And it basically, there's not much to say beyond that. It looks cool. It looks fun. But it's basically four-player 2D Metroid. Yeah, everyone does have to stay on the screen. That's the game. Well, I bet, yeah, but that's kind of like. I mean, oh no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, that, I'm saying that's an interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, because they've done that with other games, but I, oh, yeah. I think that helps. But I mean, like for that kind of game, like, usually I feel like, oh, everyone kind of goes on their own, but like, oh, yeah. you have to not share like, the screen, like, because I notice like, oh, when you run off the screen, you basically have like a timer before you die. Yeah, it's so it makes it a little more frantic. But yeah, it's like, oh, don't leave me behind, guys. But yeah, I feel like this is the multiplayer Metroid that should have been. All along, but but yeah, so those are two new games. I don't know, announced, maybe we'll like Federation Force. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun for. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, it's a prime game too. Like prime is synonymous with first person. I mean, they yeah, still yeah, do but like... people misinterpreted that to be synonymous with slow pace exploration. Yeah, people just have to. Well, I shouldn't say misinterpret. Nintendo decided that prime means first person only when they did Hunters. That's the definition of what prime is. But people always thought, well, Hunters was the weird one-off. Prime is an exploratory, solitary experience, which doesn't have to yeah. be. I feel like, people, like you should never be mad at announcements. Just be mad when things get delayed or canceled. Dude, I feel bad for the head of that game. I mean, Sakamoto like, or whatever his name is. He got so much. Everyone's like, why are you making this game? Everyone hates it. And he's like, please, please just play it first. Like, yeah, imagine I'm, the downer in the office. Like, the, the morale sinking with yeah. that. Like, that's that Because, I mean, I don't know. And the petition to cancel. I mean, I guess not everyone is not like us. Or, like, a lot of people, like, they just saw the announcement. Like, oh, that's not the mystery we wanted. But, I mean... For all we know, like, they probably weren't even working. They wouldn't have been working on the two. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it's like a bonus. It literally is just feels like a bonus. It's, uh, the whole thing. It's just like, and like the petition to like, like how many thousands of signatures to cancel a game. Just like, no <sighs> one's forcing you to play it, you guys. So stupid. No one. And I played Blast Ball three. It's, I mean, it's a little weird, but it's, I enjoyed it. It's a fun little competitive it's thing. It's a first person version of Rocket League. It is. It's really funny because Rocket League like blew up like two weeks after we saw Blast Ball at Nintendo, at the Nintendo World Championships. Yeah. And I was just like, because weirdly enough, my boss at work was like, have you heard about this game Rocket League? And he was like showing it to me. This was right before it blew up. And I was like, I feel like that was a lot like something Nintendo just announced. And like a week later, Rocket League's everywhere. And I'm like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> so I guess in time, it's the boat there. I, I, there are rumors or rumblings that Rocket League could ultimately come to other platforms. Maybe mm. Wii U. That would be cool. That seems like something Nintendo should. That seems like a Nintendo game, so. Yeah, I could see it coming over. But after all, with all that said and done, the single biggest story that came out of PAX's uh, Nindy Night is by far that Shovel Knight is getting its own amiibo which is the first time that a third-party character is going to have its own figurine. Only took nine months, but it's happening. So, um, Shovel Knight's Amiibo has apparently been in the works for over a year now, and it's going to be used... It's going to be used in my least favorite way that... Favorite 
amiibo functionality method. You use it to unlock all sorts of stuff. Some cool, some a bit. Mm. So supposedly it's going to work with the original Shovel Knight and I believe possibly the Plague Knight DLC, which comes out later this month. But basically what you get is uh, an entirely Nintendo platform exclusive co-op mode where you can do like tag team attacks and work together and it's only going to be on the Nintendo system because it only can be unlocked through the amiibo. And you also get some amiibo exclusive challenge levels, kind of like... Is it only on the Wii U? Yeah. Oh, you're right. And some amiibo exclusive uh, challenge levels on both systems. That one's on both. Yeah. Which is kind of like how Splatoon did it. And then, of course, you can also customize Shovel Knight, which you can do in the game currently, but you can now port his customization and change his look over between the Wii U and 3DS versions using the amiibo if you have both. So that's kind of nice. But um, And he'll work with other Yacht Club games and other Yacht Club games games and other uh, Shovel Knight games. Yes, there will be more, they confirmed, uh, going forward. But uh, I'm so torn on this thing, because it is really cool to see an indie character like Shovel Knight, which blew up so quickly, get his own amiibo. Like, that's super cool. But it's a little disappointing that all he does is unlock things. Like, this is the... I we ha We've talked about this on the show before, but I, I'm not a fan of the amiibo that's like a plastic paywall, where it's like all you get is DLC that you could just pay money for and not to buy a figurine. Yeah, because no matter what, like, we just can't psychologically keep ourselves from thinking, like, that should have been in the game. Like, yeah, or, or charge extra for it. Like, yeah. like it's awesome that the the, uh, the Plague Knight DLC is completely free, good thanks to the Kickstarter, but you know what? If they want to do a co-op mode wait, that wait, was unannounced, just charge two bucks, five bucks. I mean, like, if they do feel that that extra content is worth, like, let's say, 12 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why not just, like, sell it separately for people that don't want the Amiibo, and, like, oh, you basically get the yeah. with the plastic, because that's what they're going to charge anyway. Yeah, it's just, like... Because, I mean, isn't it essentially free content since that's how much the plastic costs? And you're No, 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 they're, they're turning a, a nice profit on those Amiibo. No, 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 I know they are. But, no, I'm saying, like, um, they're making the Amiibo, like, I mean, when you buy the Amiibo, like, twelve ninety nine, it's going to cost whatever Amiibos usually sure. cost. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I guess you're getting all this downloadable content with it. Mm, so, yeah. I mean... So, you could argue, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Like, 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 yeah, the, however much they feel the... DLC is worth a freaking consequential. Sell it by that by itself, and then be like, you're just paying the difference for the plastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they could, I hope they do that. They didn't say, oh no, they did say co-ops exclusive to the Amiibo. Because mm -hmm. that's just like, I mean, that's even worse than what Splatoon did. Because Splatoon's like, okay, there's a couple little missions that take you two minutes. And by a couple, yeah. I mean like 40. But, and, and, uh, and at least like, a whole mode. There were, um, all Splatoon missions were based on levels you already did. Yeah. So it's not like that big of a Well, and you could say this I mean, is based on playing, a whole game you already played by yourself. Yeah, play, I mean, playing through those levels with different weapons did kind of change it up a little. It was kind of cool, but... Yeah. I mean, the three-pack seem to keep resurfacing every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a second wave of them pretty soon, I think. But, uh, you know, regardless of what the Shovel Knight does, the Amiibo does, it does look pretty nice. And I think, to me at least, the most exciting part about him existing is what it means about opening the door for other cool amiibo possibilities because uh you know nintendo kept calling this the first indie amiibo like in their like i don't remember the exact one but first was definitely used both in nintendo's own press release and uh mentioned by damon baker in interviews so multiple interviews so it seems like nintendo's open to working with other company on amiibo a bit trip amiibo yes that? that could be really cool because random video yeah, or like anyone really, Rusty from Image, uh, from uh, Isaac, Steam World. No, we probably won't see Isaac, but but it makes total controversial in its own way. Yeah, it would. You know, uh, Binding of Isaac. You're, you're buying a little naked plastic child. You know the <laughs> the funny thing about Binding of Isaac is Nintendo was so hesitant to publish the or to let the game on their platform, but now at EMP Museum where they did Indies at Night, they have a running a rotating exhibit of indie games like. Cool indie games. Nintendo sponsors the exhibit. It's all about like independent development and have the rise of that. One of the three games Nintendo just rotated in 
Finding of Isaac. What a about face they did on that one. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. What I was saying is like I think it's cool if Nintendo makes other amiibos. Not just because we get more amiibos, but for them it's such an easy win because Yacht Club Games licensed the amiibo name and tech from Nintendo. Nintendo gave them guidance, they gave them suggestions, but in turn, you know, like on design implementation, how to use amiibo functionality. But in terms of, of making it, pose. what a lot of people weren't happy with that. It pose. is kind of bland. Yeah. Should have picked like one of them, like mid digging or something. Yeah, I guess this was the easiest to make because, and yeah. this kind of feeds into what I was about to say is that Yacht Club games themselves have to deal with manufacturing, distribution, packaging. This is all out of their pocket. Nintendo basically was like, "Yeah, we'll license you the name and tech, and we'll walk you through it if you need it." But you're on your own, guys. So, for example, like the actual Shovel Knight Amiibo isn't even made on the same production line as Nintendo's. So this doesn't... Like, literally, if Nintendo starts licensing Amiibo, it will not hurt their own Amiibo releases at all. Because, like, Shovel Knight, he's made on the Disney Infinity assembly line at the Disney Infinity factory. Hmm. Or maybe not the same assembly line, but same factory. Yeah. So it's just like... If Nintendo's just like, here, have an Amiibo, you get an Amiibo, you get an Amiibo, you, you know, like the Oprah moment of Amiibo... It would not hurt them, but it would build a lot more brand awareness for Amiibo. It would so it would kind of become like the catch-all. Like if you walk into a uh, toy store and you want the video game characters that you can use with your video games, it's Amiibo. Like they can, you know, they can get Ubisoft to make a Rayman. They can get I don't even know who else. They can get Minecraft. We're talking about Minecraft. Minecraft story is kind of Wii U. This is a bit of a stretch. But that we're not getting Minecraft. I know, but if but if Nintendo wants to really milk this, they could license out Amiibo Tech to Telltale and WB or whoever's making the Minecraft game, Micro or Mahjong or whatever. And in theory, in theory, you could have a little Minecraft Creeper Amiibo or one of the main characters from Minecraft Story, and that just helps Nintendo's brand as a whole, and it gives fans more to collect if they want to, and it means more money for everyone. Like it's, it's cool that they are giving this option. They just have to be careful not to dilute it. To yeah, kind of look at the other wait, side of this. Dijon or Nijon? Mi, mi, uh, Mo, I forgot how to say their name. The the company that technically owns... Mojang? Yeah, that's what I was trying oh. to say. I just couldn't think of the name. Huh. Oh, no, I was just looking Yeah, Notch's company before he sold it. Mm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that's it. That's the plus of all this. Is like It could be endless Amiibo and Nintendo's not affected. They just get to expand their brand forever and it could be this, this whole empire. So what's the negative? They can dilute it just as quickly. Like, if they start pumping these out too fast, they're going to hurt the brand a little. But So I'm kind of just looking at both sides of this. But they do seem aware of the fact that that might happen, and they're trying to actively not do that. So I'm confident it might be good, because um, apparently in the case of Shovel Knight, the approval process went all the way up to Mi- Miyamoto himself. He looked at proposals and actually started shooting down things about the Shovel Knight Amiibo, like what it could do or what it would look like, that sort of thing. So Nintendo's taking this very seriously, and there's also been reports that even the Skylander crossover Amiibo uh, Activision had some trouble getting things through Nintendo. For example, now this is reportedly, this isn't official, but... Is that what Reggie kept saying? Like, oh, isn't it so hard to work with us? Yeah, I think that's what he's getting at, because apparently Nintendo, if this is true, Nintendo shot down any Mario heroes. No Peach. They tried for Peach. They said no to Peach. They then, Donkey Kong, I guess, doesn't count, for whatever reason. Then, uh, then they said, what about Kirby? And Nintendo said, well, he's technically HAL Laboratory, so no, because that would be some extra paperwork. And then they said, okay, Star Fox? Vehicle? It makes sense. And Nintendo's like, well, we have our own Star Fox, and we have Falco coming out really soon, and we don't want to... No, no, that's too much Star Fox. So they are being conscious of their output of Amiibo, but it seems like they're allowing themselves to broaden it in Yeah, I mean, especially when way. it comes to, like, Nintendo characters. I mean, yeah. it makes sense to, like... Yeah, oh, that makes extra sense, but... Yeah, I mean, like, for all... I mean, I guess I think stopping the Activision from bringing out, like, a... 
a Spyro that's more designed like a regular Amiibo. Right. Like a Spyro Amiibo, essentially. Yeah. It doesn't do anything with any Nintendo games, but it just looks like an Amiibo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they couldn't do that. But, um, yeah, I think, I guess my point was that, like, even, like, even with the Shovel Knight thing where Nintendo is, like, shooting down proposals about Shovel Knight, like, Miyamoto himself was, that it just makes me, it makes me confident that Nintendo's going to broaden this but not go too crazy. So I guess just to sum up all the all the thoughts, it's exciting to see where wherever Amiibo goes from here. It seems like it's gonna get bigger and better and cooler, so that's cool. Um, but I'm not a big fan of Shovel Knight just using it as DLC, and I'm hoping if Nintendo licenses out like a Commander Video one or a you know everything we rattled off before, hopefully it's not just glorified DLC. We're gonna but see, we're, we're gonna see a, a a Hugh and whatever Val, yeah Val from Rumbo. We might, we might. Now, um, switching gears a bit, before, before, actually, before we switch gears, before we wrap up our news coverage with some third-party news, including Ace Attorney, um, I do want to take note of something. Everything we've discussed in the past, what, hour and 20 minutes, from the new 3DS to the release dates to the Nindy news, wouldn't that have made a pretty solid Nintendo Direct? That would have been a lot of crazy news. It would have been. Well, the thing is, it's like a lot of little news. But They're they not could, crazy, but yeah, just like they the could have put of new news. trailers. It could have shown new stuff. Like it would have. This is by far the biggest amount of news we've had from Nintendo since Iwata passed away. And it's interesting to see that Nintendo, instead of doing a direct, kind of spaced everything out. They sort of stretched it because they needed to. Out of respect. I don't know what it is. I, I'm sure part of it's out of respect, but and I mean, to Nintendo's advantage, they were in the news. They had headlines over multiple days instead of just one day. So that was a plus. They were in the news more. But the lack... Yeah, I guess the lack of a direct is because it's out of respect. But then the question becomes, when, if ever, will Nintendo start again? Or is this the end? Are there no more directs? Are we going back to press releases? Because, I mean, there's no doubt, to me, Nintendo directs are more fun. They're more engaging. You get to see more. Like, we saw... Okay, they released a new trailer for Wally World at PAX. They released a new trailer for Animal Crossing at PAX. If they did a direct with these release dates, every single game we talked about today, we would have seen new footage for Every single one. And they would have done the little thing where they release one tidbit that we then spend ten minutes overanalyzing on the show because it's the one like scrap of news about Star Fox. But because they have to do a press release, they don't need to do that. So we lose out on that little like drip feed. Which, to some, might be a plus. But I kind of like the drip feed. It's fun. It makes you more like in the loop about it. And in general, just like, if they're not doing directs, I feel like that's like a bit of a lack of transparency they used to have. Because they, Nintendo back in the day would put out a press release and be done. But now we see their wacky side with the directs. And, I mean, they're still doing a little Rumbo. That Rumbo video with Reggie. Have you seen that? Um, uh, the 13AM Games guys went to Nintendo and filmed a video where they're basically doing a real-life Rumbo. And then it ends with Reggie doing the victory dance from Rumbo. The little, like, chicken uh, dance. It's, you should watch it. It's bizarre. It's, like, classic, like, wacky Nintendo. But, like, we don't get that with a press release. We don't get things like I want to ask anymore for obvious reasons. Like we're lose, I'm hoping they don't withdraw back into their shell now that I was not spearheading transparency. Because GameCube and Nintendo, they put out press releases, but their PR people were known for pulling Jedi mind tricks. That was the running joke. Because they would dodge questions, they wouldn't give answers, they wouldn't give insight. They'd be like, well, we'll tell you when we're ready, or they'll like circumvent. You don't need to know that now. You don't need to know that now. This is not the news you seek. But it's just like, it'd be so much... Like this Nintendo, with the transparency, with the directs, with the fun... It's just so much better. So I'm hoping directs come back just for that, really. But I guess I guess time will tell. But it's definitely this definitely more than ever felt like we were missing a direct. Like it, I felt like an emptiness. So yeah. I mean, out of respect for Iwata, it makes sense. And maybe they'll ramp it back up once they have a new CEO. Maybe they're just like, well, we don't have a CEO, so we don't really like. He's the guy that does it. And and may you know, even if Nintendo wants to change the format, 
they can change the format. Like, I understand they might I mean, feel they're encroaching on Iwata's turf yeah, yeah. right now if they don't change the format. I mean, I guess they could have also just done, like, a, a, a trailer montage, essentially. Or, like, a news blast. Because they've done stuff with Reggie and Bill Trinan. I mean, they've had those directs where they don't even have anyone, like, appearing, just, like, a voice talking, like, a narration. Yeah, and even, and they're sort of doing that. Like, the Let's Play, the Let's Watch Mario Maker stuff from a month ago was about, was kind of like that. The, um, special report, the special mission reports they're doing for Xenoblade that they started last week. Mm. Seven minute videos. So they're kind of doing it. But it's just so much nicer than one big video. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just... Going through all this news and I was putting together the outline for this, I was just like, ah, this is so perfect for Nintendo Direct, and yet we didn't get one. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Japan, totally switching gears, your favorite franchise is getting a new sequel. <sighs> because as Capcom does, every year as we approach the Tokyo Game Show, they go, oh, by the way, we have a new Ace Attorney. Have you noticed it's almost like clockwork now, like once a year? Because yeah, they did Great Ace which Attorney. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, for Japan, since, I mean, yeah. we didn't exactly get Great Ace Attorney. And now. we're not going to anytime soon, supposedly. Yeah. I don't know if you heard uh, no, no, Capcom yeah, yeah. France said they're not going to I mean, honestly, like, uh, I, I don't know, I have a mini theory, but I mean, it could also be somewhat resolved, but maybe... Of why we're not getting it? Yeah. I mean... What's your theory? It, it's a... It's probably not... It probably has nothing to do with it. This is just, like, a, a benefit of the doubt on, like, the, the storytelling part. Sure. Because, um, when the first Ace Attorney came out, like, I guess... They, well, Ace Attorney, as far as we know, is set in in Los Angeles. Yeah. Ace Attorney in... Not Ace Attorney 6, but we'll get to that. Ace Attorney in Japan, well... Yeah, because... Oh, yeah. uh, I'll get yeah. to it, sorry. Yeah. Um, Ace Attorney in Japan is set in Japan. Mm-hmm. And what, just like a random guess, I guess is like, I know, like, the great Ace Attorney part of it takes place in, like, ancient Japan, where I guess, like, everything is, like, supposedly, like, yeah. getting started... And then it's like, oh, it goes back fast forward to modern day. We're still in the same place because my ancestors and everything lived here. But I guess in the U.S., like, I don't know, they may have, like, some trouble, like, how can you really, like... Justifying where they move it to. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I guess Phoenix eventually moved to the U.S. Or, I feel like or, that's or easy to write around. No, there. yeah, no, that's, it's just something they would have to write around. But I don't know. But that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't know, like, how the story in Great Attorney goes. I haven't played it. Like, maybe yeah. there's, like, some... Like, things that they, like, make future calls. Like, not like, well, they call, make, maybe they make calls back callbacks to something in the game in other games that's like oh that's that monument from this thing so oh, they obviously yeah. could so yeah. like they like, so they can't move like they I don't know they, like, maybe they wrote themselves off a little that that could be part of it and also the there's only, the whole like the adding Sherlock Holmes and everything I'm sure yeah, put some weird wrinkles in the it the only thing that also like kind of makes it a little nerve well not nerve wracking but like kind of frustrating that we're not getting Greatest Attorney is that I mean according to like Capcom like it's considered like a core part of the story like it's not a direct numbers lower line, but like yeah, like yeah, it adds more to it. So like I'm hoping that like oh when Ace Attorney Six comes out, they don't because like every consecutive game always references a ton of stuff from the previous games. It's definitely one of those franchises where you can't just jump in halfway. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna be kind of lost. Or I mean, you'll still enjoy that game, but I would say you'd be enjoying it like maybe almost eighty percent, like sixty seventy percent of that someone, low? Wow. of someone that's played all the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I definitely okay. say so. Because almost every, like, I'd say, like, half the characters in every game are, like, reused. And the right. other half are, like, completely new. Right. And that definitely adds to, like, oh, like, they make little, t- like, sometimes they'll say one-liner that just sound, like, random, but... Or, but they're or, actually like, throwbacks or callbacks. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, hopefully, that's not the case when we get Ace Attorney 6. Which, from which has been confirmed for the West, yeah. all right. They confirmed the same cool. day, which is a first. And from what I've read so far, like... I know it sounds interesting. I it's mean, different. You know, this almost feels like six, it's a main number entry, but it almost feels like it should be a spin off in the same way Great Ace Attorney was, because it's not even set. Well, that's the thing it's though. It's pretty different. He well, travels to, like, 
Well, I mean, like, they're saying that the game starts in a foreign country, so for all we know, like, the first case could just take place But the there. whole courtroom system's based on that foreign country. What I read, at least. Oh, um, yeah, like, it sounds like they're using, like, some sort of, like, mirrors. Yeah, here, I, I, uh, yeah. I, let me see, here we go, I got all the info. So, basically, yeah, so, Phoenix goes to this foreign land that is, has spirits, like, ghosts. Again, this sounds already like it should be a spinoff. Um, no, they have, oh no, they have ghosts all the time. Never mind. Yeah, Never ghosts mind. Is like they, yeah. The first three games are all their own spirit. Medium. I just realized that. That's why I stopped myself. One of the final bosses was a ghost yeah. on trial. Well, anyway, he goes to this other place <laughs> that deals with ghosts, and his tour guide, who's also a monk, in case you needed to know, uh, gets that just means that Maya put on coming back because he got replaced. What's interesting is they're not outright saying this new character's a sidekick character. It's like a could be yeah. a third character of some sort. But yeah, uh, yeah so this character is caught is accused of a crime. And apparently in this faraway land, they do not use defense attorneys. Instead, they use what's called the Oracle of Spirits, and that's what the judge goes to to determine a verdict. So, it's up to Phoenix to bring obstacle, or to bring, like, uh... The law. The law to bring testimony and proof to the Oracle that it's not actually the, the monk's fault. So it's yeah. kind of the same system, but what they're saying, what they're billing it as is, um... It's gonna be a courtroom revolution in this game. That's the exact term they used in Famitsu when they the developers did an interview. So that means it's probably gonna be less of a traditional courtroom than we're used to seeing. It's gonna be. I mean, it's never been that traditional. Well, I mean, I don't know. Than, I mean, it's gonna be. It's just gonna be like. A, I mean, the, the thing that's different is the, the, it's, the it's, mirror. It's, the it's just gonna mirror. be like another another layer. Like every yeah. like when they were talking about the greatest attorney, they were saying how like oh it's gonna be it's gonna change Phoenix in a crazy way. But it really just meant the setting, like, it didn't really change anything. Yeah, well, and, this, and then yeah. when they were saying, like, oh, it's Attorney 5, it's gonna have, like, this, like, new thing that's gonna change it. Like, Dual destiny Forever, but then it was just, like, this, it just, it just added, like, an extra, like, oh, now instead of also dealing with the truth-telling, um, mm -hmm. the truth-telling little device, or the, or I guess, like, the, the poker eye thing, where, like, you get the wristband. Yeah. I guess, like, now you also have the emotion, so I feel like this is gonna be, like, a fourth thing it you is. have to interact with. It's the water mirror. Yeah. They haven't explained how it will work, and they're not going to explain how it works till TGS in a couple weeks. But they released a screenshot, and you got your poor little monk friend in the middle of a pool of water, like a reflection of him in water and words flowing around. Probably key words of the testimony that you have to deal with. So it sounds like another That's funny cause I, twist on the testimony. Also, um, like, it's Attorney Investigations 1, yeah. I guess, had um kind of a worth thing to. Uh -huh. Not, like, very similar to that. It was just, like, um, it was Edge versus because. Phoenix was in in that game. It was right. like his, like, getting a eureka moment where they, you would have, like, words, like, bouncing around and you would just be like, okay, I know this ties to this and this mm -hmm, ties to that. Mm -hmm. And then once he figures it out, it's like, oh, mind blown. And then, I bet like, this is going to be pretty similar. And then, like, and then in the sequel that we didn't get, he has, like, something called Mind Chess where it's, like... Thing Please like, tell me it's an actual game of chess. It, it looks kind of like chess. Uh, I wish I could play this game. But, oh. Yeah, see, that, that might be... <laughs> maybe that's further proof that we're never going to see Great Ace Attorney because they, they didn't release... Investigations yeah. too, so why they I mean, have a history of skipping games sometimes. Yeah, I mean either way, I mean it's only two and out of six. That's true. It's kind of crazy. I know but out of seven. You know one nice thing because we have seven out of nine, which I guess is not bad. Yeah, I shouldn't. Really yeah, that's actually a pretty good bang average, all things considered. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I thought five like after we after I played five, that definitely became. I don't know the one new bar. My, yeah, like like one of my favorite like Ace Attorney games. I don't know if it's my all time favorite, but yeah. it's the fact that I'm like. I'm saying I don't know if it is. I mean that it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I would have high hopes for. Now, it. did five? Did you find five to be too easy at all? Because mm -hmm. one of the things they've talked about in this interview is that the hint system's gonna become optional now because people complain that five's hints made it too easy. 
Well, that's because they're using them. I mean, like, the game felt fun because I never... Well, what, like, what, what do you mean because they're using them? Can you just like, turn them off? No, that, exactly. You're saying, like, the hints made it too easy. Like, there was a literal hint button, and if you pressed it, it they Wait, would give so you the Wait, so how hint. come... Why is this a selling point for six? If they're like, oh, you could turn off hints now. Apparently, you could, you could no, do that well, last time. Well, you could just not press it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's weird. Yeah, that, that's I mean, like, no, the game felt, like, difficulty-wise, it felt fine. I mean... Like, so basically, these guys are blowing smoke a bit. It was like old oh, courtroom revolution, except it's it, it, kind it, of what it did before, and it, hint it, system that kind of wasn't there before. It, it's just more like, 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 oh, don't, don't, like, you better not put a hint system there because I will use it, which will make the game easier by default. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know, just, either way, just I'm, don't press the hint button. Either way, I'm sure <laughs> as a huge fan of the franchise, you're probably excited to see oh, more no, Six. Definitely. Yeah, like, I'm curious what this water because I mean, like, is. yeah, like kind of like the Telltale games. Like these are. They're definitely gaming, but they're more like... They're stories. Yeah, they're, they're like... Oh, yeah, they're stories. It's like they're interactive novels. So, they're like the closest. And, yeah, like this is like the only game that can ever get me to read like a ton of text. So, <laughs> um, this is like my... Uh, like my criminal my books. I mean, I got like, this all the manga. This is your war piece. <laughs> yeah, like I, got, like I got their manga. Like, and just reading through the manga. Yeah. It definitely felt like... Like the game because it was essentially the same beats and everything. Right, the only difference right. was that I didn't have to guess anything; they just figured it out themselves. Right, right. Which was still awesome, like because I just loved the little world. And the you love the world, yeah. yeah. It, uh, yeah, I need to get back into it. I loved the first one, and I played the, f- I beat the first one. It was like and the I only game stopped. where I could feel like you could like really get into it just because you're just watching stuff. I was into it. The first one was great. I, totally I played like I think I beat like you four out of five cases. Games. I should. I played like four out of the five cases in the original. Just on airplane like I bought it in Nintendo World because that means you beat the game you just didn't play the bonus no I went back and did the bonus at a later time I meant 4 out of 5 I did on an airplane like it was yeah because they're each about you can power through them in like 90 minutes each each one is about like each section is like about an hour yeah yeah that makes sense then each episode has like maybe 2 or 3 sections so yeah then I did okay maybe I did half the game in that case but because I bought it it was when it first came out it was really hard to find I found it at Nintendo World when I was visiting New York Entire plane ride back. That's six hours. When you got it, that's when I was like avoiding it because I'm like, uh, I want to be an attorney. I'm going to get Metro Prime Pinball instead. I got both because <laughs> I don't discriminate. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't discover it until college, which is probably the best time to discover it. Yeah. yeah I, I can like, see that. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming. All we'll those have more. References. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll cover it a lot more as we, you know, as more information comes out. But one other game that I want to mention real quick before we talk about Rumbo and wrap up the episode is, um, Project oh. Treasure. Over in Japan, which is you call Ninten- uh, Namco N- Nintendo and a Nintendo Direct did a trailer for Namco Bandai's Project Treasure, which looked like I don't even know what. And now we know what it actually is because it was fully revealed with a new name of Lost Reavers, and it actually looks kind of fun. I guess it's um, it's now co- oh it's, that game yeah it's yeah. sort of a weird it took me hybrid. A while to figure out what you were talking about. Yeah, it's like a weird hybrid of Hyrule Warriors, like swarms of enemies. Giant bosses that kind of remind me of Monster Hunter. Not in terms of, like, how long... You know, not in terms of what you do, just how they look. And a little bit of Call of Duty zombie mode kind of thrown in there, too. So the, the basic idea is you need to find relics hidden in different levels and then carry these relics back to a specifically marked checkpoint at the end of the level. That's how you win. It's kind of like Rainmaker in Splatoon mm-hmm. a little. But uh, how it works is there's four of you playing, and whoever's carrying the relic gets slowed down, again, kind of like Rainmaker... And then the other three people basically have to be cover for that person. So you're going through the entire game's co-op, and you're going through, and you're just, like, finding these rocks, fighting off hordes of enemies, and then dragging them back, or covering the person who is dragging it back, and that's pretty much the whole game. So it's, it's a lot of, like, action-y, splashing yeah. dad. It's very Hyrule Warriors, but it's free. Uh-huh. And the, it looks like it could be fun. Like, the environments are, like, 
you know, a mix of like kind of ancient ruins and more modern stuff. There are different weapon loads, different, uh, you know, uh, character types. There's what they're calling the multi-view action system, which is there's different perspectives you can play from to see different enemies. From what I can tell, it looks like it's just the down-the-sights view of a gun, like in Call of Duty, versus a third-person view. But if there's more, that's cool. But in sort of like, sort of in a way that Tank 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 is fun as a free-to-play game, I feel like this could be too. Like, I'm, ca I'm curious to learn more. The one thing they, that Namco Bandai did not say, which makes you a little worried about this game's existence, is what, where you pay. What do you pay for? How do you pay? They're doing a beta in Japan, and no word yet on how you proceed through the game. So, if it's like you buy level packs, or you buy new modes, kind of tank 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 style, I'm okay with that being a free-to-play game, because you at least have something for free, and if you like it, you keep going. If it's some sort of stupid microtransaction thing, where it's like, hey, you want to upgrade that gun? Well, that's $5. I am not going to be a fan. But if it's a level unlock, I might actually, depending on how it plays, I might actually be really into this. It seems like kind of like ridiculous. In the way that Tank 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 was just kind of mindless fun, this seems like this could be somewhat similar, just with a little more strategy involved. Yeah. But but yeah, so I felt like since we talked about Project Treasure, I think back when Nintendo first showed it in the Direct many moons ago, it's probably worth just the follow-up. So keep an eye on that one, folks. It could be good. Or it could be bad. The only way I know is to keep an eye on it. So to do that. And, uh, yeah, so switching from news to games, I guess, um, Runbow. We're talking about indies and the big role they play on Nintendo systems and how, like, you know, earlier on the Wii U and how, like, they kind of feel like Nintendo games. And I think Runbow... They did a really good job of making this game feel like a Nintendo yes, game. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I think Runbow, better than almost felt, any other like, game... It honestly feels like a first-party game that, like, oh, Nintendo's like Rumble treating, came out. Yeah. Nintendo's treating it like first-party. They're doing videos with Reggie. They're doing Nintendo World Store launch events. They, it's weird how Nintendo-y this game is. Like, more so than Shovel Knight, more so than anything, this game is, like, embodiment of, like, the Nintendo gameplay mantra and, like, what they stand for. And it's really, really fun. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, for those who have don't know much about it, there are five modes to choose from. Uh, four of them are multi... Sorry, I take that back. There are four multiplayer modes and two single-player modes. But the single-player modes are actually also co-op. There are four competitive and two cooperative. There we go. So, uh, the main game is a runner. You run left to right or right to left. And it's a, it has a little hints of Smash Bros. Or a little hints of Mario Kart, really. Because as you run in the run mode, you can get power-ups that switch the order, or let you use a weapon, or let you turn the map upside down, or other things. And whoever gets to the first, the finish line the most within ten races wins. Then there's Arena Mode, which is basically Smash Bros. And then there's King of the Hill, which is self-explanatory. And then there's Color Master, which is the gamepad one that we played against the developers back at E3. Mm. And one person's on the gamepad basically manipulating the colors that come through while the other people are trying to make it. Yeah, to they the manipulate end. color. They throw bombs on the screen. They yeah. added um, they could reverse the the whole screen so everything's upside down, or make you guys like, or just reverse your controls. I don't know. It's yeah, and the really and cool. the color thing, the manipulating colors. That's the core concept of the game. If you somehow don't know what Rumbo's about, literally is a platformer where color is everything. Like every. What two well, every half a second, every two seconds, every second that I'm not I don't remember exactly how long it is, a color will come in and they change the background. Like you see it coming from the side, it sits there to warn you, and it slides in, and it changes the background. The trick is some of the things on the foreground where you're actually playing platforms and the like will sometimes match that color. If the colors match, the platform disappears until the color changes again. It's a really really simple mechanic that they have managed to flesh out into quite a surprising amount of depth. 
because yep. you got the four multiplayer modes. Then in single player, they have 140 challenges in adventure mode. Yeah, and just like the way they figure out different ways to like have that color come in. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll just be coming in. Sometimes it's in tiers. Sometimes it's like... really cool. I love the waterfall one. Mm. Like you, they have awesome looking waterfalls that are different shades of blue, and each shade of blue is actually hiding platforms in the waterfall, and it looks really like elegant and slick. It's yeah, it's really cool. But but yeah, what you're saying, like some of the other. Or oh, no, yeah, the just, color oh, yeah, just, color. Like, yeah, like something that's just like strips of bacon, just like different. Like, just I haven't like, seen that one yet. Um, you see, you definitely see their most creative in Bohemus. Which is, this game, um, which are built as a multiplayer experience from the start, and they showed only the run mode, and then out of nowhere, Bohemus became a thing, and it's Bohemus because it's run mode, get it? Yeah. Out of nowhere became a thing, and that's like, probably one of the craziest it's Diffi- really hard. crazy like, difficult single player it, it, things I've ever done. It feels like done. a really good achievement that all of a sudden I beat it. How many? And how long did it take you? It took us like a little over fifty minutes with how a little over three hundred deaths. I wanted to like take a picture of the of the screen, but it only flashed for a second and then it was gone. And there was like no records anywhere that uh, I could find. Yeah, that's that's one of the oversights. Is there's no leaderboards and no records really? Yeah, so I was like, I want to know how. Well, I didn't did you unlock it. something for being it? Because that's your proof. Um, I think you unlocked. I, I, I think uh, I got like, an achievement or something. Or something. Uh, Rock Gumball. You unlock some. I unlock Gumball at some point, and I unlock um, Shovel Knight at some point while doing that, too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But, um. No, but yeah, yeah, that it, was, mode. It, was, it was really cool. Like, there's, like, some parts where it looks like strips of bacon. There's, like, red, yellow. I mean, there's red, white. Do like, they just kind pink. of rotate through? No, they're just, like, they're going at you, like, in a conveyor belt. Oh, they're, like, gotcha. they're, they're, like, one inch long strips each. Gotcha. And there's, like, wo- like even tinier platforms in between them, so it's, like, you kind of have to, like, Either jump on all reds, but then suddenly the platforms will only be on the pink, so then you have to like shift back a color. Right. Or I think like the, the no, there was one like for the most part, all of a sudden I like went through each each course pretty fast, but there was one page in particular where we probably like died a hundred times where, mm-hmm. it was like one of the last ones. If I think there was like maybe three rooms away from finishing. Yeah. Where there's essentially columns made of, differently stacked colors. So there's like, um, like a person height. I get the height of the figure, like, of red, with green on top, with purple on top, with beige on top, with, like, um, pink on top. Yeah. And then the colors go from left to right, just like on the normal game when you're running, mm-hmm. which means only one of those, like, tiers will disappear, because it's like a column, it's like a totem pole of colors. Right, right. So, and in between each of those, there's, like, these giant spikes going up and down, so oh, you yeah. have to, so you have to, like find the height you have to jump to while avoiding the spikes and then when it's changing sometimes like oh block the one you're about to go to and it's just hard what did it make it to add yeah. real quick to add to the difficulty of behemoth is the fact that you do not get to save if you want to beat it you have to do it in one sitting and you go there's different rooms and if you die within each room you'll respawn in that room and it goes towards your death count but if you exit that mode if you turn off the wii u if you throw your controller in frustration yeah, you, you can't play anymore uh you're du- you have to restart that's it it's a yeah. crazy endurance. It's right. a marathon, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I guess um, I did notice a lot on some reviewers, like there was anything like, oh, there's kind of like a, a frame delay that happens at points. They've addressed this a little. Yeah, there is. There's a weird like it's almost like frames are skipped. Yeah. And apparently, it's something to do with if you run the game off the ex- an external hard drive, and it's interesting because um, there's another indie game that Gunman Clive for Wii U mm. I think has the same issue. They recommended playing it, playing on the internal hard drive because it has a faster connection to the. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes sense enough, but I mean that yeah. still kind of sucks because I feel like they're, they're working on a bug. Because like by now, no one has space on their internal hard yeah, drive. Yeah, true. Like, true. I mean, I have what like fifty downloaded games on yeah. my Wii U. Like, 
it's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure 13 a.m. games is already working. I'm mean, really hoping for because I mean, Rumble, I mean, Rumble is definitely a game. I'm, I'm more than willing to like make like find room for it and just like like switch yeah. stuff over. But I feel like I mean I shouldn't really have to do that, just because it's yeah. I it's it's I think the switching intern to internals a temporary fix while they work on a real one. They're yeah. also planning more content, which is insane. Like free content apparently, which is insane because like like I was saying before, there's 140 challenges for single player adventure mode where you're doing everything from like. Uh, killing enemies to collecting items to reaching goals there's the behemoth mode there are so many characters to unlock cause it's like an indie smash bros it's a who's who of, of nindy people there's achievements to unlock there's art to unlock there's multiplayer online and offline there is a lot in this game like a way more than i expected when they first revealed it so you're definitely gonna get your money's worth. It's fifteen bucks if you have not downloaded the Nindy totally at home demo. It. It's yeah. twelve bucks if you have downloaded the Nindy at home demo. And I think if I only one comp- actually one other compliment I should give the game is that its personality is it has such good personality. Like the game just has like a funny. I really like its personality. It's like every time you die it has a witty death screen where it it basically insults you. Or in the Bohemoth, it actually starts advising you to go back. This I thought was just by chance, but it's it's on purpose. If you get stuck in a room in Bohemoth and die. Some of those rooms are lifted out of adventure mode. So it will tell you, go back to adventure mode, because it's kind of nudging you, like, go practice over there and then come back over here. So that's one kind of thing. But those those dust screens are very funny. At one point, there's one that's like, you should play Oregon Trail. Oh. <laughs> but and, and even when you win, even in single player, when you or mo- mostly single player, when you win, the completion screens, because each, um, how it works is in single player, each level, you can get one of three, you can get one, two, or three medals, depending on how well you do, you know, if you 100% or not. And each um, time you don't 100%, even the completion screen, when you beat it, kind of insults you. It's kind of like you could, do, you know, like, you're not very good at this or whatever. Yeah, like you beat so it, but you're not very good at it. they're like, oh, did you see the acid? Like, try yeah, jumping. Yeah, or like, yeah, try jumping. You might want to read the manual. That's actually one I've gotten a couple times. I actually never got that one. I got I that did, one. I did see a lot. I mean, like, if you did, like, doing Bohemian, yeah. but... And I just, I just, I think it's great that the game's just playing with you like that. And then, like... You know, there's taunt, like the multiplayer, every character has a unique taunt. There's only three buttons in this game. Punch, jump, and taunt. And the fact that they put taunt in, like, that makes all the difference online. And even, like, I don't know if you notice the adventure modes, uh, individual stages, even those have kind of funny names. There's a stage called Gotta Go Fast, which is a nice Sonic reference. There's one, uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, which is, like, a classic 90s TLC song. I get like, that everything, reference. Yeah, oh. But everything, like, everything about this game is just, like, oozing personality. Like, it's great. The mm-hmm. one complaint I have with the game as a whole, and this is not the game's fault, is because it's a smaller release in terms of, like, you know, it's an indie game, you can't always have a perfect... You can't always find people to play online. If you do the running, the main running mode, yeah, you're going to get nine almost every time. Yeah, I tried like, Arena, I tried King of the Hill, I was the only one in the lobby for ten minutes, and I went, yeah, guess I'm not playing these, and I left. <laughs> yeah. but, and this was at, like, seven o'clock Pacific on a Friday. No, it was at, like, five o'clock Pacific on a Friday. So like prime time to play a video game, like after hour, after work, after school. No, no I, one was in those modes at all. No, I downloaded the game. I want to say it was like a little past midnight on Thursday, and I and I was still playing it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna check that online. There's and, no one there. I don't know. And um, for regular running, even though it was like maybe one at that time, um, yeah. it was easy to find the nine right away. Yeah. But for any other mode, even though it was that hour, yeah. Which makes you because I'm tight. Which, in a weird way, almost makes me appreciate Splatoon's stupid uh, force mode rotation a little more. Because if Rumbo did that, there'd always be people to play all the modes. But because you get to choose, you run into the issue that the Splatoon developers were trying to avoid, which is some people are going to hang out in one mode, and no one else is going to hang out in any other mode, and they're kind of stuck. 
So hopefully people start checking out Arena and King of the Hill. I know they're not as unique as the main runbo running mode, but they are still pretty fun. I like Arena a lot, especially because it's basically Indie Smash Bros. at that point. Like a simplified yeah. Indie Smash Bros. Like it's not, it doesn't have the same like long term longevity as the other modes. I feel like, but it's fun for quick bursts. But yeah, overall, it's a really really good game. If you want, if you want a Wii U, you need you should get this. If you want a Wii U, you should get this game. If you have, you know, if you um, have a lot of friends, it's the perfect party game. If you want to just support the Nindy scene, this is the prime example because not only are you supporting the guy that they're in games, but all those other developers have their characters in there as well. So it's just kind of like it's like a all in, so to speak. Granted, they're not getting paid for those characters, but you downloading this and being like, yeah, that might lead you to download The Fall or Gunvolt or, you know, any number of games. So it, this is kind of like, the, this is the um, entry drug, entry level drug for other yeah, It's kind of funny because it's like, I wonder how many of these indie games I own. It's like, okay, I have The Fall, I have Sports Ball, I have yeah. um, Meow Kitty, uh, Scram Kitty. Kitty. And his buddy on Rails. Yeah, Scan Kitty over that Shovel Knight. We have Commander Video. So we have like six. I'm yeah. missing Gumball. Like, oh, I kind of want to try. Oh, we have um, SteamWorld Dig. Yeah, Rusty. So we, have a, we have a pretty good. Oh, we have Guacamole. Man, we have almost. You have those. most of them. I think the I'm ones just, you're I'm missing, just, I'm missing are. I'm missing um, Tesla Grad. Yeah. And um, Gunvolt. And and, and uh, the one that's not out yet, Hyperdrive, whatever. Oh, yeah, Drifter. Hyperdrift, Hyper yeah. Oh, and I guess I don't have um, that. The Unity uh, engine mascot. Unity, well, you Unity, do. Unity Half Unity those chain. games you just listed um, are run on Unity. So you do, by definition, have Unity. But yeah, so anyone that's interested... I mean, I think you're, you're pretty much on the same page, right? Like, if you own a Wii U, there's no reason not to own this game. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's that good. Yeah. So yeah, go it play is. that, folks. Um, and that pretty much does it for this episode. Of course, we do have one final bit of business we got to address, which is there is a Ness Amiibo sitting right here. There's a Ness Amiibo. I'm putting them on the table. Ness Amiibo, right here. Sealed. Mint. Relatively. No, mint. Yeah, mint. And we are giving it to YU. We got over 100 re retweets on their contest for this. Plus an additional couple dozen on the site. That is our most successful contest to date. So before anything else, thank you for entering, everyone. We're glad you're excited at a chance to win Ness and that you were, you know, interested enough to check us out at least long enough to retweet us. Um, we have a winner to pick. So what we did is we threw everyone's name in a hat, all 100 plus of you, could be on the site, could be on Twitter, and we ended up with one lucky winner, whose name I'm about to butcher, and I apologize in advance, but uh, I think it's, I don't want to butcher this, I think it's Kusi uh, Arima, that, that, that's you, you know who you are, even if I butcher your name, you just won a sealed Ness Amiibo courtesy of us, it, um... It will be in your hands as soon as we get your address. So what we're going to do is we are going to direct message you on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. And you can correct me on how to pronounce your name. And if I somehow butchered it so much that you don't know that I'm even talking to you, well, you'll still get a DM and you'll still figure it out. But yes, anyway, thank you everyone for entering not just the Ness Amiibo contest we did, but all five or six summer giveaways that we did. It was really cool to see so many people come out like in droves to enter. Just because we know you're out there, but we don't. It's not always a two-way street. It's usually us just, you listen to us. We don't always do stuff with you. So it's nice to be able to give back for the summer. And if you want more contests, you never know. We do surprise contests fairly regularly. And we may we may just be stepping it up going forward. So you're just going to have to stay tuned. Because we do have... As he said, we never know. We never know. And we do have a backlog of stuff that we could potentially give away. So I'm just saying, don't disappear now that our summer giveaways are over. We got them going all year round. Um... You never know. We may have some stuff from Nintendo World in a couple months. That I'm just saying. Just saying. 
But anyway, uh, that does it for this episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Congrats again to our winner of the Nest Amiibo. We will be back in two weeks' time on September 20th with our next episode that will include Mario Maker impressions, um, our success and or horror stories from Wave 5B of Amiibo. That's, you know, the, the, the next wave of Smash Bros. Amiibo. Plus, of course, all the latest news. Um, to make sure you don't miss it, or to make sure you don't miss any of our contests ever in the future, follow us on Twitter, at RamNintendo. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow me and Jose, in, or Angel, individually, if you're interested in doing so. We talk about games, we talk about other things. I'm JSR7 on Twitter. Angel is Wero, W-E-I-R-O, underscore O. That's also his Miiverse handle. I am, me- I am on Miiverse as Jason R. You can friend and follow us on there if you wish. And yeah, we will be back in two weeks' time on Summer 20th with our next episode. Congrats to all our Summer Giveaway winners. And that's it. That does it.